0: Hey, uh-huh. Sports series going again. Testing another live session. We have our man in the building, my main man Michael Koro from the Always Footy podcast, mm-hmm. gave us a brilliant play-by-play through the entire World Cup. That stuff, was, bro. That stuff was good, man. Thank you,
1: brother. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, man. Was a lot I mean, of fun. yeah.
0: If 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 anyone missed any of the games, and they ended up listening to your podcast, they would get a very beautiful breakdown of what happened, how it happened. And I thought I thought I was like, cause you went into details, what strategy teams were using, who showed up, who didn't show up, why the team strategy didn't work, who had more effort. It was just, it went into details. It wasn't just like, oh, well, here's what happened. No, it, it kind of went in beyond what we were regularly seeing just watching the games and I watch all the games. I watch games. Like I said, you know, I I went to Nigeria and then I went to the UK. Most of the games I watched were in Nigeria. Then I came back and I watched like the, I think the semifinal and final I was in the UK. Mm.
1: Um,
0: Yeah, man. So it was, it was pretty good.
1: So you basically uh, replicated my experience, at least a portion of it, in um in 2018 World Cup, because I went to Nigeria for the start of the World Cup, mm-hmm. watched the I think watched all the group matches in yeah. Nigeria because I was there for almost a month, and um then went to the UK for a couple of days and caught like a couple of I think it was either the second round or quarterfinal matches, you know, while I was there and Yes, man. I, one thing I wanted to say is, if, if for those of us who live in the diaspora outside of Nigeria, when you go back home and you watch these games, especially Nigerian matches live in these um, the beer parlors that show the games and whatnot, it's a different feeling, different experience. A lot a lot different. It's it's not the same as when we live here in North America and we go to bars with our friends or we're watching the games yeah. at home. It's mm-hmm. a completely different. Even inside of Europe, like when I went to London, I went to a bar to watch. Uh, I think I believe it was the quarterfinal match between Denmark and I can't maybe Korea. I don't remember honestly, but it was a game that went to penalty kicks. And and just being inside this the, the bar with people just whether with written interest or not, but just fans of the game, you know, real real fans of the game, so to speak. Real fans, real fans. Different, of the game. different experience, my brother. Complete. So I I feel I feel your joy and the energy and passion that you felt, just there, especially because. England was in it all the way up to the quarterfinals, yeah. And so, if you were in the UK, you know there was energy in there and that in the whole country because uh, even that match yeah. against France, I think they were the better team that just ended up. Yeah, the yeah. Brits are interesting, man. I tell you what, they
0: they they, they ride for their teams, you know. Because um, when I was there, I mean, they were like, "Oh well, if this is happening," I was like, "Guys, come on, we we watched that game. One team was a better <laughs> team, you know." But but they would ride for their team even despite that and. Talk about, you know, the different players and, you know, it, 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 you could tell. And I'm talking about even people that were immigrants to the UK, you know. Um, you know they were, they were waving that UK flag proudly. And I thought that was interesting. Um, but no, it was a good holiday with football. You know, I went to Stanford Bridge. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. yeah, man, that was fun. Yeah. Which game did you see? <laughs> the Man City game. <laughs>
1: oh, what what yeah. happened in that game? I don't even remember anymore. Well, it was 1-0. Yeah Riyad, it Riyad, yeah, Riyad Mahrez scored. It's a credible performance considering Chelsea struggles this season, which is, we can do a whole podcast just on that alone. You know, just watching no, it Chelsea have, res- have failed.
0: Yeah. No, you end up having a lot of respect for um, Kevin De Bruyne. When you watch him live, you realize, like, you know how we gra gra football in Africa, how people run, you know, constantly running. They run themselves they to the ground. This guy manages his energy so well. I, I can like, a lot of times he just, you see him walking. And then as soon as Bernardo Silva gets the ball, like, he'll make certain runs. Or as soon as, um, you know, uh, Riad Mahrez gets the ball, like, he knew where to go. And they would feed him. And as soon as the ball got to him, he knew where to put it. It was amazing. It was amazing to watch. I mean, City is a well-oiled machine. You have to give it a pep, man.
1: No, 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 for sure, for sure. And again, it seems like you and I are just sort of experiencing similar things. So last year, I went to two games. One was a Premier League match between Arsenal and Man United. And that was towards the end of the season. I think it was like in April, uh, mid-April, late April. I remember, or early April, whatever it was, but, you know, towards the end end of the season where teams are starting to fight for those positions. And at the time that match between Arsenal and Man U was a top four battle, you know, like basically whoever lost that game was going to be knocked out, you know, seemingly from the top four. And the thing that stands out to me in those kind of games is for me, I, I came back just really having a much higher impression of Cristiano Ronaldo having watched him live, you know, just seeing, um, what you don't see behind the scenes when the cameras don't catch it, how he's motivating his teammates the runs he's making, you know, the, the the runs he makes before the pass is even made before the pass is made to him. So, um, yeah, I understand. And then I went to Manchester to go watch the semifinals of the um, Champions League match between Real Madrid and Man City. And that, to me, I don't think there's any, there was any higher quality match in football last, in club football last year, whether it's Champions League or, or leagues. And that game ended 4-3. But everything you just said about De Bruyne is very apt. You know, he, he's a solid player, man. He yeah. The level of intelligence is there. He sees passes before other players, even before the players can make the runs. The thing that's right. interesting about City is that those players are all in sync. They, they they play like their minds are on a string, you know. And so they, they know where to be. The fullbacks know when to overlap. The um, supporting strikers know when to make those runs in the box. You know, it, it's – it's a thing of beauty to watch yeah.
0: no you you you, you realize yeah you're 100 right you realize when you watch them that this game it's really about team it's about making sure you're doing the simple things the right way you know what i mean like and, and you have to have players that are looking for certain things to happen like you just can't yes. have the ball yes. and you're running and like you're just playing without a purpose like you know, and I, that's what I noticed watching. I mean, even Chelsea, kudos to them. I mean, they try to do it on certain occasions, but you could just see the difference in in the, the, the quality of the way City was sinking compared to Chelsea it was night and day.
1: Well, it's not just quality alone because there are plenty of teams of quality. It's also their world-drilled re- unit. You know, this is Pep has a, a plan, a strategy has been in Man City for a long time. And that's kind of, if you're looking at Chelsea now, that's something that you're seeing where um, they have a bunch of, (laughs) they just brought in all these players in the transfer window. Mm -hmm. Granted, some of them are young players, so who knows what what the deal really is. But now the pressure is on this manager. But what can you, what the manager, it doesn't matter what manager you put in that Chelsea squad. He's not going to make a miracle out of that. You're bringing a bunch of mishmash and trying to get them to be top four immediately. And that's not where they were at when he took over. So, who knows if Graham Potter is the best manager for that job? Maybe, maybe not. But one thing's for sure. It takes time to develop good chemistry, man. It takes
0: time. No, 100%. 100%. And, and that's the thing that you realize is like, you know, speaking about that, we kind of went into, which is part of the reason why we're here is transfer windows, right? I was just looking at up. Chelsea mm. com- combined, they spent $600 million?
1: I think this this is two, two, two hundred and eighty million for this transfer window, but two hundred eighty the million one. in the Correct. summer. So yeah. altogether, that's five hundred and fifty. And we're talking about, I, I believe it's pounds. We're speaking of so pounds. That's pounds. that's yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's that's a lot of money. That's, that's a lot, lot of money. money. Okay. Premier League in itself spent over a billion pounds in transfers, and in fact, um, with Chelsea being by far the number one spending team in um, in the transfer window, but. Even La Liga, the La Liga president, who sometimes I, don't, I just never really... Um, I think they're on the... Somehow I don't understand what their role is and some of the comments they make in terms of PR and publicity, but I guess they just want... Public. But he was complaining that the English league should be sanctioned because they're spoiling the game with all the transfers. Now, there might be some... Merit to that statement because it just seems like some of these transfer fees, especially Chelsea in particular, man, some of these transfer fees are outrageous, man. It just seems like they have the money to just throw it out there. 70 million for this guy, 80 million for that guy. 107
0: million for Enzo.
1: Enzo Fernandez, uh, you know, young player coming from Benfica. Uh had some had a great World Cup. So again, the only thing is are, are we are we paying him based on his World Cup performance? Because based on just seven games where he was excellent obviously we've seen that before where a guy's excellent for five six games and comes out to be a flop i think um who comes to mind immediately is a colombian gentleman um that had the great world cup in 2014 and just never replicated that form both for real madrid and he even signed for everton eventually and I, I don't even know where he's at now i don't think he's even in any top leagues anymore his name escapes my mind but the colombian forward that played for real madrid uh and I'm sure I'll remember it eventually. But yeah, so again, but if you look at the signings, I would say for Chelsea, there, there's Fernandez is probably the highlight of the signings, but they actually made a bunch of shrewd moves. I do like the Modric move just simply for the simple fact that he didn't, they didn't allow him to go to Arsenal. So that yeah. one just seemed like it was a block in Arsenal from getting this guy and we'll pay him anyway. And, but you see the strategy, they're signing these guys to very long-term contracts and the reason for this is so they can skirt the uh, financial fair play rules because by signing a multiple year contract, they can break up the amounts of the yearly outlay of the of the salaries of these guys. Uh, so that way they fall under, uh, you know, they fall into the category of being fair in the, the fair play rules. Now having said that UEFA is now looking into trying to close that loophole and saying, okay, maybe that the, there's only so many years that you can, spread out the life of a contract when you sign guys on transfers like these. So certainly there's going to be a reaction to this. Chelsea is doing something to sort of skirt the rules, but you can sort of see the strategy here. They want to get these guys young. You know, it's almost a scattershot approach. Get them young, see who sticks, who doesn't stick. Maybe they can sell them for better or whatever the case may be. We'll see how yeah, it works out. Yeah, but that's what they're going to do.
0: I mean, listen, we 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 bought players for a lot of money in Timo Werner. A lot of different guys. I actually thought Timo came in and did fantastic in his first few games. And then he just went on that whole piece where he couldn't put the ball in the net. And now he's not there anymore. And and I think Enzo, I mean, I watched the game against Fulham today. He, he almost scored. Um, but that pressure is going to be there, man, for the kind of money they paid for him. And, you know, we got rid of J- Jorginho. And you know, you know, went to Arsenal, and, and so you know, you're in that situation now where there's going to be pressure for him to perform, and most definitely, most of the team, you know, they're still Champions League, the team is ninth in the, in the table, you know. Um, but it's just the way the money's being spent, you know, especially with this new owner and the way he's just splashing out cash at, at Chelsea, it's even Roman. You know, for whatever you want to say, they spent money, but they spent good money. You know what I mean? I went back and I was watching a couple of their games from back in the day. Dude, Chelsea had Balak, Arjen, Arjen Robin, Drogba, Essien, you know, Joko, Lampard. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but they, we're looking at it from the perspective of um, hindsight. So I, I really wouldn't... We can't judge any of these till... Two, three, four years down the road, quite frankly, right? Because I mean, Drogba was bought from from France as Marseille, old, Marseille right? Yeah, so our, no one, no north. one knew he was. Uh, Balak was probably known, but I mean, a lot of the guys were marginal guys that became stars. So again, who knows if this is going to work? Certainly, it's if you're a Chelsea fan, you're happy. Your own, you got an owner who everybody hated that he bought the team, but now all of a sudden everybody loves that he's spending money. So. But oh, I don't
0: no. know. That- Bro, I was at Stafford Bridge. He doesn't have a lot of fans,
1: man. Oh, no, no, yeah. no. He's American, so he's not going to have a lot of fans. Yeah, just yeah, just yeah. On, the, on the fact that he's American will be the first reason why they already think he doesn't know what he's doing. But then again, one could argue that he really doesn't know what he's doing if he's spending all But the truth of the matter is that it's not him spending this money. It's it, He's just the one making the money available. It's people, the directors of football, who are there to evaluate yeah. those players and say, okay, we want to buy him. Obviously, it's up to him to sign off because he's writing the checks. But, you know, who knows?
0: I know, man. No, it's interesting. I mean, any is, has there been any
1: other ridiculous spending that you've seen? Especially I honestly the- I haven't seen ridiculous. I've seen – I think Chelsea skewed the, the field. Generally speaking, if you think about it, if, if, two, if over one point something billion was spent and Chelsea spent 280, so we were talking about at least a quarter of that money being spent right. by one team out of 20 teams in the Premier League. Right. What I would like to focus on is how some teams did. You know, who sort of looked good? Who who enhanced their chances? Whatever the chances are, you know, you have teams that are looking for top four. Obviously, we have championship um, aspiration between Man City and Arsenal, with Man U giving a shout, but not really, not nothing realistic. Uh, you have top four, and then obviously, if you add the other teams, Man U, Tottenham, Chelsea, Newcastle United. I don't know if there's anyone else you want to add throw into the mix, but those are the teams that you look at and challenge the top four in that group. I think Arsenal was in first place, and I think they did themselves a solid getting two. They, they wanted more. They obviously wanted Mudrick. couldn't get him because <laughs> Arsenal or Chelsea got him because they wouldn't spend more, which okay, right. makes sense. Yeah, but they got players that can play now, yeah, that yeah. Are established, and are, and they're bringing them in as backups. So that makes their to me. They enhance their squad in a solid manner. We're getting Leandro Trossard, so he can come in and fill in for um, Martinelli. Injuries are going to happen. So, you know, you have somebody, and Trossard can play multiple positions. He can play a little bit in the midfield. He can play on the left wing. Uh, You bring in Jorginho from Chelsea. Obviously, Chelsea wasn't really using him much anymore of late. You know, he's a solid uh, replacement for um, the Ghanaian guy, Pate. And Pate gets injured. That one's for sure. It's almost guaranteed that he's gonna get injured, lose a couple of weeks on the sideline. So Jorginho's yeah. uh, or even if he doesn't get injured, give him some rest because they're gonna be the games are gonna come in thick as um as time goes. So I think I think Arsenal did very, very, very good bit of business. Um Jorginho not- jo- 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 jo doesn't
0: have to pace a parted though. So he doesn't need
1: to have the pace of Partey. Jorginho's yeah. game is not predicated on pace. Jorginho's no, game is not. predicated on moving that ball as quickly as possible. And guess what? That fits right into Arsenal's game plan. The Partey gives you. That's why Partey starts. He gives you that extra, yeah. right? A little bit. Even though I think his passing is not as crisp as I would like it to be. But he can shoot long range. Um, his physicality is something that Arsenal clearly lacked. And when they got him last year, or maybe the year before on loan, and then he started last season. I can't remember exactly the timeline timeline, but he start last year was his first full season with Arsenal. A huge difference when he was playing and when he got injured and was out. Yeah. In fact, Arsenal lost top four. One can even argue that as a result of Thomas Partey not being around to clean up for them and cover that front that back four. So getting somebody who can back him up, at least serviceably, is is sort of a big deal.
0: Yeah, no hundred percent, man. Um we got joined by my man Chris from Orlando, Florida.
2: Chris, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Chelsea for life. How you guys doing?
3: <laughs> Chris, how are you?
2: I'm blessed, man. I'm very well. Sorry, I just got off work. I had to. I couldn't miss this. I wanted to hop in real quick. You know. <laughs> no, man.
0: Yeah, man. Chris, welcome. Welcome to Sports Dev. Thanks. You know, thanks, we just thanks. we just we just started doing a live series, so. Uh, Nice. You know, this is this is new, and uh, we have to get the word out. But it's fun, though. I mean, what do you think about the transfer window in January so far? The money that, you know, I'm I'm, I'm a Chelsea fan like you, man. The money that these guys have spent. What are your thoughts about all that stuff? Man,
2: I, honestly speaking, I I really can't call it, man, because I, I was a little thrown off because I thought UEFA rule is, well, how, how many players are you supposed to buy? We're supposed to buy, what, like three or four? for doing the transfer window right
0: yeah so there's, there's no ended- limit on
1: how many you can buy there's just there's just a limit on spending which okay. you just, the bill doesn't usually come into until the end of the season so basically what it is is that whatever money you you, you break you can't spend more than you bring in right right although the numbers say 280 million that's not 280 million this year so what they did if you look at all the contracts right. And especially since you're a Chelsea fan, you would notice. And I like that jersey, by the way. It's a nice oh, one. Oh, thanks. Man. Um, the, one of the things they'll tell you is that, you know, and I was mentioning this right before he showed up, they're signing these guys to long-term deals. So let's just look at Modric. I don't know if Modric, again, these numbers, you don't. Know, let's just assume he got paid 120 million pounds and they right. signed him to an eight-year deal contract. So now you break that up into eight years, that's 15 million a year, if my math is correct. And... Mm-hmm. And when you do that, then that 15 million is what counts against the season for that die's contract. You understand? Okay. So now, then, so then you now add up all the incoming inlays. I mean, sorry, what you made from all your business because you, they sold some players too, right? And some players are sent on loan and whatnot. Right. And then you determine that you must balance the books. So what Chelsea did was they—that's they, why they signed these guys to very long-term contracts so they can balance the books. But UEFA now is looking at that loophole and they're like. Mm, we might have to close that so that you can only sign them for maybe four years at a time. So whatever your transfer fee is, and we'll break that up. So, so I think okay. I think this is probably the last we'll see of this type of Chelsea expenditure. Absolutely,
2: I because I, I I was so worried because I like the the terms the length of their contract too was was scary. See, guys, again, normal like normal contract two three years. Mm-hmm. This guy's getting four or five longer contracts, and it's, it's scary and. I was like, "This is
1: weird," you know, <laughs> but yeah, it makes sense. Young. Signing balance. young guys, so it makes sense.
2: Yeah, and the yeah, it makes sense. I mean, they have to balance the books. It makes sense. But back to your question, uh, Boma. Um, for today, at um, the the transfer window is scary. Uh, I was mostly impressed. Uh, the Fonana guy, he, he 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 did what he did. He put in a shift today, a little. The time he came on,
0: he played ninety minutes, and, and he almost
1: scored. Yes. Um, He's, He's a little rough on. around the edges, you can see, but you can see you can see it in him. You can see the ability and that yeah. physicality. He just needs to learn how to tight, tidy things up. But again, it, it takes time, man.
2: It takes time. It, it was yeah. very
1: interesting, though, to me that Yang not even on the squad match day squad. So
2: yeah, what happened? <laughs> they, like not even on the list, nothing.
1: I'm Look, like, let me
0: tell you, Chris. When I saw that, you know, you know, I was just talking about De Bruyne, when I went to see the Chelsea game live against right. uh, City. At Stanford Bridge. Right. There are players you watched in that game, you were like, he's good. Like, he's good. Like, you know, Azpilicueta, he played his heart out. Kovacic is a ball player when you watch right. him live. Yeah. Um, You know, you watch guys that you were, like, really impressed by. Obama Yank yes. was horrendous.
2: Yes, yes, yes. I mean,
0: we can't even say they don't give him passes. I counted three passes that they gave him that the Obamayag I watched at Dortmund would have yeah. caught that ball. Yeah, he has, he, yeah. That. He's lost so much pace. It's he's that. a shadow of himself. He's not even close to being the same guy. Yeah, it's this is sad. one of those situations
1: where you look at what's going on with him, you say village people have uh, gotten to him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because I don't know village, that, man. Ever since the <laughs> Arsenal, man. Village people they Gabon.
1: Yeah, village people everywhere now, huh? There's nowhere. There's nowhere you would see village people. Like, if, if there's it's village amazing. people in Nigeria, it's, it's, there's village people in Gabon. The, the guy sure. the
2: guys was just falling off. Even Arsenal fans, they were clowning us like, man, like they, they, they sold us. But Barcelona sold us a, a, a lemon. A lemon. This is crazy. <laughs>
1: no, it's bad. He is not of thirty. And one thing about players that rely on pace mainly is, you know, obviously once they lose a little bit of that pace, they need to have something else to fall back on. And some of the issues that Arteta had with Aubameyang was lack of professionalism. So when you talk about lack of professionalism, some of it has to do with practice habits. Cause yeah. you know, it wasn't just the, it was the last straw. It wasn't like it was, oh, this happened and they kicked him out. There were a lot of things that were happening many times, you know, and trust me, you, we don't get everything. Everything doesn't get leaked out, you understand? So it's, it's when the time come to them and make a decision saying, we're going to let this guy go. There must have been a ton of things. But when you tell me somebody's unprofessional, the first thing I think of is he probably has bad practice habits. Yes. You know, probably doesn't pay attention to small details. Like, how what are you doing with your body? Mm. You know, learning how to get better. You know, are you trying to get better after your best season? You know, what's what's really going on? Because Yang's best season in Arsenal was in 2020 during the lockdown when he helped them win FA Cup. FA Cup. And, and yep. really... Yep. I think the down and that was a time when they were talking about contracts. You know, it was this whole contract thing. He got the money, and quite That's frankly, a has not produced since yeah. then. He, he did all right to obviously start the twenty um, twenty one season. You know, he was on the bench. And I think he was injured or had COVID or something like that. They didn't start out the season. Came back. Arsenal, you know, Arsenal lost their first five matches, I believe, in that season, and then mm-hmm. they bounced back. In fact, for them to have even been in the Top four conversation was a testament to Arteta's uh skills, but yeah, Obama Yang, man. Um, he needs to either do something different, move leagues, but definitely is not the player he used to be anymore. That one. yeah, absolutely. Sure. absolutely.
2: I, I was also very impressed with um, Nani's uh, this Madweke kid today. He he was he was he was impressed. He was he he he, 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 he tormented them on that right flank. It was it was, I was impressed. His his his. His ball, he's he has ball IQ, and the way he he moves the ball with the left foot, and he, he's he's good. He's really good. I was no,
0: impressed. he's uh, he he has he has talent for sure. I, I actually I actually saw him when he was a PSV Eindhoven. Even, Eindhoven, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I watched him when he was a PSV Eindhoven, and I was like, yeah, this kid is good, man. Um, and uh, interesting story. Uh, a guy I know from secondary school knows his dad in wow. London. So his, wow. he yeah put me in touch with his dad and we made a pitch. We actually wow. made a, yeah we actually made a pitch to his dad um, to represent him. But his dad he, was like, he, oh, kid is already. young.
2: He's only twenty. He just turned
0: twenty. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was young. What his that he, say? His dad said he already had an agent? But that you know you know the whole spill up. Yeah.
1: Well, oh okay okay okay. Hmm. Let's keep you talking. Got to, you i gotta try I, yeah. man. We tried. that would have been that would have been a, a, good, we tried. a good signing. you man.
0: know and, and so when the boy came on today i just started laughing <laughs> you know what wow. i mean wow but we tried to try to make a pitch for him but he's at psv you should see his highlights man he's even uh yeah
2: yeah i, know, I saw like, i went man. today after his game today i went on youtube and i just put in uh his highlights yo the boy the boy the boy has some skills yeah
0: yeah uh, skills he, But, but i mean when I went there, I mean, it seems like Chelsea Chelsea likes Ebo boys now, man, because chukwemeka <laughs> when I went to that game...
1: Those ones aren't Igbo boys. They already told you they want to play for England, so we is, don't oh, know. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, they really, already told you Nigeria is not, in the, it's not an option for them. I guess maybe Biafra, hopefully.
0: But bro, <laughs> but, bro, but, bro, but, bro, but, bro, think about it, though. Olise, um, Eze, now this Madiweke, chukwemeka yeah um all these guys man imagine but, 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 but my
2: not
1: britain he's uh he's he's from he's um austria Bel- dutch belgian austria. or something austria. Austria. austria austrian yeah one of those countries i know yeah, imagine austria. you can choose austria over nigeria that tells you something that tells you everything yeah. you need to know they're gonna choose austria over nigeria it's and austria. you're saying that at 20 years old that says I, everything
2: i actually he's younger he's he's 18. yeah
1: he's young he's even, even
2: worse even, even worse, worse. Even worse, but Boma, with to, to your point, uh, what you let's go back to like what you were just saying about the the, the number of Nigerian players that are out, like the Olise, the Chukwemakers, the, the all these guys, yeah, all these guys, man, yeah,
0: this guy, they, they're balanced, more, man. hell, hell, they're, they're fantastic. You know, look at look at um, oh boy, from Arsenal, like, he had the best world cup to me on the English team, Saka Saka. Bukoya. Saka. Yeah, yeah, soccer, yeah. So, so, so I mean when you look at it from yep. that standpoint, th- these guys, these guys are out there. Imagine if you know, I mean, I don't want to imagine if they all can play for Nigeria because at the end of the day, <laughs> they you know because my, my argument on this has always been they won't be fully dialed in. Right. You know, they don't have an affinity with that jersey. They if you, if you ask most of them what's Green Eagles, they'll be like, I don't know.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you know what <laughs> Well, I mean. not just that too. It's like also, I mean, but there is there's something to be said. Um, I think I forget who said that just very recently, man, when they were saying, "Oh, it was uh, you know, the Nigerian on the 20 team is getting ready for the on the 20 Afcon that starts on February 19th, All right. And um, they just actually just played a friendly match today against Zambia and beat them four um, two. But the coaches was it the coaches or maybe some pundits? They invited a couple of gentlemen from England. They had actually quite about five or six European uh guys come in, uh, European-born players come in to come, uh, represent you know, fight for a spot. But most of those guys were sent home. I think they only kept maybe one or two. One of them might even be a goalkeeper. And the other one, I don't know, whatever. And the question is that, Yes, these guys are skillful, no doubt about it. But they don't have the African mentality and the ruggedness that is required to play these matches. And I think we understand Uh, what that means. Although some some people are skeptical about that and saying they didn't bribe. That's why they're sending them back. So there might be some truth to that, too. Uh, I wouldn't wouldn't discount that. But I also think, yes, there is that aspect where some of these guys, and you see that with a couple of the players that come in. You saw that with Calvin Bassi when he first played. Uh, You saw that a little bit with – even with William Truce Ekong when he first started, although he rounded out a little bit. even you know, Although now I think he's not up to par, if you ask me. But especially defenders, especially – you even saw that a little bit with Ademar Lukman when he played Luqman. his first couple of matches yep. with, against Ghana, which have been the only games he played. They threw him right into the fray in the highest level competition you could possibly have in this African level. But it's different, man. They have to come out here and play in the African heat. They're not used to even our guys that have been playing in Europe struggle with that heat when they first come. They have to acclimatize. And then the other part is that ruggedness and the referees allowing anything to go in Africa. You know, rugged tackles and then just the physical nature of the game. That's not what you've been used to playing. You're used to technical playing. you will be type style. It's going to be tough for you to translate that. And if you have that, so many of those players on the team at once, it throws off the balance of the team. Yeah, they might be more skillful. Here's another thing. The type of pitches we play on, those rough bouncing pitches, those guys are yeah. used to that for sure. It takes a special type of skill to play on those kind of pitches, which yes. our guys have been doing since time immemorial. So <laughs> I, I, I totally agree with that. So uh, to me, I agree with what you said, Bomo. If you put too many of those guys, and you lose the identity of the country, right? That that identity that your country yes. has, but also that it takes takes some time to acclimatize to the game, some never do.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. no, it's a it's a good point. And speaking about that, when you look at like the other piece that we had talk about, uh, you know, the Victor Ossiman. you know, Ociman is one of those guys. Whether you watch him at Napoli or you watch him at Super Eagles, you see the same thing. The intensity, the the the, the, the I, I'm telling you, man, the way he plays the game, he's an intense individual, man. Like when he plays for Nigeria, like that Ghana qualifier, he was he was like was he was the only one on the pitch that was trying to make something happen. You could see him like at one point calling his teammates, "Let's go and win this game," you know. And right. when he wears that jersey, he represented Nigeria in under seventeen. He's doing it again now, and the question is. I've been looking at a bunch of different strikers, man. I mean, can you name a bunch that are better than Oseman right now in Europe?
1: Um, if you want to say a bunch, the answer is emphatically no. But I thought the question we were asking is whether he's the best forward in is Europe. He the, well, is he okay, the best? So because is Oseman
0: because the best striker in Europe right I, I now? Because
1: think, I think saying yes or no, be a disservice to our fans who might be watching, whoever watches this now or later, I think maybe the best thing to do is to see where, what stratosphere is he in? Right, who, are the, who are considered the best forwards in all of Europe? So I did something really fast. I went and looked at the, the list of uh, top scorers in all the leagues we have. And I didn't just pick, oh, because you scored the most goals, I'm going to put you in this list. But I just picked top scorers uh, within a certain age, under a certain age, and also with a certain pedigree. To say, okay, let's compare these guys and let's see how they compare. One thing I have to say, I think, I think everyone would agree, the best forward in Europe is Erling Haaland. Yeah, there's no, there's no doubt in that. Yeah, so I guess the argument say, if Osuna plays in this team, then he was scoring now, but Haaland's been scoring goals for fun since forever. Yep. So let's 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 debt that argument. Haaland is the best forward, center forward in Europe, in the world, to me. But if you look at Italy, where Ossiman plays, the top scorers of comparisons will be, and again, I wanted to you know, just leave it at forwards, center forwards, and maybe some forward wide players that score lots of goals, you know, with skill. So Ossiman has 14. Luqman, 12. Rafael Leal from Portugal, eight goals for AC Milan. Wow. I had to add this guy, Kevara Varaskelia, just because that's my guy. my guy. Varaskelia is my guy. Huh? That guy brings joy just to watch him just have the ball at his feet. He has seven goals. He's not a forward, we know, but if, if it came to a better player, I think I'll take Kavar over a But I know we're talking about forward, so that's I just want to just. Wait, wait, Ademola Lookman has 12? Demolai is number two in Italy with 12 goals. You haven't been following the kind of seasons. No, Um, I've been
0: missing his
1: game. By far the best player of Atalanta, by far. By far, Atalanta themselves, they're silently creeping up in the standings in Serie A. Um, And then, although this gentleman is down the list, but mainly he's because he's been injured, uh, Vlaovic, that plays for Juventus. He's 21 years old, so it's really Vlaovic, Leao, and Osimen that have been the three young forwards in Italy that everyone talks about. In that bunch, I think I'll take OCMAN over any one of those guys. No, OCMAN, is a problem. Oof.
0: He's a savage.
1: He's, he's a problem. Savage. All
2: They—they—they're going to win. Napoli is going to win the Serie A this
1: season. Napoli is up really. by thirteen points already. They've already won yeah. Serie A. That one's like they, awesome. I, yeah, The man. question is whether they can. How far can they go in Champions League? That's really yeah. the biggest question for them yes. right now. Yes, yes, I agree with you. Yeah. Um. Let's go to Spain. We have Lewandowski again. I put him in there because it's just it's Lewa. He's it's thirty-four years old, so he's Le- not he really. Meet. Yeah, but it's Lewandowski. You can't, you and you can't, you can't um, mention forwards and not mention his name. And the okay. same category is Karim Benzema. Oh. Lewandowski's got fourteen goals. Benz got nine. And Benz has missed a lot of games. And then the one guy that. Is just tearing it up right now, man. He's he's going supernova a little bit too. Is Vinicius Junior. Oh, oh Vinicius, yeah, yes. yeah, man. Vinicius that, is playing ball now. Who's a better player? Obviously, or is a forward, and Vinicius is a white player. But with know, winger, yeah. Who would you take between him? I think that's the first time that I I came down. And I said I had to think about it, like. Vinny or Siman, oh, granted, I'll just put them in the same team. Forget it. I'm not going to pick one of the other.
0: <laughs> but you know what, though. But you know what, that says something because when was the last time we identified a Nigerian player that we said we would compare him to a player the caliber of Vinicius and I would say, ah, we don't know? That just shows you how Osman is playing right now.
1: The and last I, time I, I remember, we had players of this ilk. We yeah. have to go as far back as Kanu. Early. Um,
2: Canu you... of Ajax or Canu of? Have...
1: Yes, now. That Canu kind of name.
2: The Ajax okay. Canu
1: carries on. There's a okay. different Canu of Ajax now. Okay. Um, League players. And I think if anything, is like um, Obago when he was in Italy. He had that one or two years. No one was consistent like that. You even think of, know a lot of people wouldn't like this, but Yakubu as a scorer. Right, but not, Ayakubu is nowhere and they had to play Feed like the Feed the yak and long. he will score. Right. Um, yeah. In Europe anyway. Um, and then even position player wise and Vincent Ayama in those couple of years he was in, in France in Lille when he was just tearing it up as with almost got the record for the most shutouts, uh, longest number of minutes without conceding a goal, won the um, the glove or whatever they call that award they give in um, in, in in France. And obviously won the best African player Award, you know, yeah. and yama was almost world class, if not world class at least at some point, for as, a goal, as, a, as, a goalkeeper, as a goalkeeper, which is, um, which is um, yeah, amazing. so yeah, yeah, but yeah, so okay, so that's a good one. Let's go to England, actually, let's leave England for last because I think that what everybody will be. Let's go to uh, France now. Again, I don't know if you guys are paying attention, but I watched the French league because. Of all the top five leagues, to me, it's the most fun league to watch to see developing players. They, they, Young that's, players that's coming the top up. top five leagues developing league. It's France and then Holland, I think. But is not top five. But that's the league where top five teams will go get guys that are ready to play, plug and play in, in Premier League in Spain. Falarin Balogun, have you guys heard about this guy? Yeah. About, uh, I've heard about I, it. I've
0: been saying
2: it was getting listen to hmm. me for, for Larry Balogun. I think I feel if he wanted to make a name for himself, he would have fought for his position on Ash, Arsenal. That's my take.
1: My brother, Chris. Yeah. Uh, you, is he not making a name for himself now? I mean, but not a, not on the Premier League level. Who cares? He's the top scorer in freaking league on where Messi plays Mbappe plays brother, right now. Brother, he listen.
2: Scored, he got a hat-trick. He got a let me hat-trick say this. Just, just yesterday. Lacazette, Lacazette was a top scorer at Lyon before he came to Arsenal. And what happened?
1: But guess what? That's how Lacazette. But like, Lacazette, Lacazette had a fine career now. What are you talking no, about? No, 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 no. Not in the Premier League, brother. No, 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 no. Lacazette had a decent career. It wasn't a in, star. In, in, in league 1? Yes. In, no, in no, no. I, Chris, Chris. Lacazette was not a st- superstar. But everyone can't be a superstar. But Lacazette held his own in the Premier League. He put up he put up numbers. He I was it was serviceable until the last maybe the last year when he wasn't getting playing time anymore because they brought in guys that were better than him. There's no I, Lacazette I can't leave. I
2: expectation what people expected
1: from him coming from Lyon as a top. Mm-hmm.
2: Yo, there was a time Lacazette was beating wars. Teams were beating for him like crazy.
1: Well, bro, my brother did. Lacazette make a name for himself or not? In Lyon in France, yeah. Not in England. No, he made a name for himself in world football. He was a French national team player. You know what I mean? I mean, he's he's past thirty now. So now him going back to France is exactly exactly how I feel Nigerian players should do anyway if we have a league. You go play in Europe, come back and play in a league in your last couple of years. Why here, you here's still have some another, here, here's why I beg to differ
2: there. If Lacazette made a name for himself in England, Lacazette was an Arsenal for two World Cups. He never got picked. Well, I think one of
1: them he was injured, let's be honest. And then which the word? second
2: one. The, 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 the first one he was injured. The um uh, which one? 2018? Yeah, but
1: see, look, again, I'm not saying I I started by saying he's not the best player in the world, but yeah. He's a, he made his name, and he was talking about France. This is the best team in the world. They won the World Cup. Yeah. It's no and they had they have look at the players. It's not like he was uh second fiddle to Scrubs. His second Papé, and guys like Giroud. No, know, no, no, Listen. That...
2: Now, him and Giroud, for instance, Giroud is way... Giroud is a little older than him.
1: Giroud has made his name in France and in England. My brother, Lacazette has well, made his name in France and England. You can't deny that. Everyone knows who Lacazette is. Again, I have to emphasize, when you say make a name, are you looking for a world beater? No, Lacazette doesn't have to be a world beater. But anyway, let's go back to this conversation, Ryan, because I think with the argument sure. like that we may never convince each other. But for sure. Aaron Balogun, his decision has been great. He's playing football. He's yes. staying at Arsenal. He's not getting on the field. Ed and Ketia is in the, uh, above him in the pecking order. And Ketier himself is only playing because Javier Jésus is hurt. hurt so, right, yeah. If J. Shoes was wasn't hurt, then Ketier would be getting scrub minutes. And yeah. at best, Balogun would have loaned out to Newcastle United or maybe not even Newcastle now because Newcastle is good now. Now, they've been loaned out to somebody who is in in the bottom half of the table. And those aren't even great, always necessary. I mean, it's good for you to play because it developed guys like Lukaku uh, and a bunch of other guys that went and played in those smaller teams before they came up and played for the big Chelsea's and Manchester United's. But my brother, Osimen, started in France. That's where he made his name. Before he came to Italy, and now we're yeah. looking at it. You have to start somewhere. You have to play, and I don't. In fact, the problem with English play, English-born players, they never leave England. They stay in England. So once you see guys that get up and get out of England, you start seeing them flourish. And Demo Alucman did the same thing. You know, Everton wasn't giving him playing time. He said, "To help with this, I'm going to be Leipzig. Uh, Leipzig." Leipzig wasn't giving him time. He said, "To help with this, I'm coming back on loan to England. Let me go around. I'll go on loan to multiple teams." And Leicester today, they are they are they're like smacking themselves for not having re-signed Ademar Lukman last year because now they, they could use him right now because they're struggling with scoring. You know, he was one. Of he, and when he was playing last year, he was scoring. And just that, Brendan Rodgers, I don't think is I don't rate him as that great of a manager anyway. But that's a whole different topic altogether. But Look at him now in Italy. Oh, you got to go out there and, and go get get it done. You have to go play. And I don't blame him for going to France right now. Guess what? Teams are going to be bidding for this guy. Whether he's he, maybe not coming back to R, I don't know if he's on loan. Is he on loan? Lupin? No, uh, Balogun. Balogun. Um, I'm not. Sure. I'm not. Okay, w- whatever the case may. Yeah, yeah he's, he's on loan. loan. I he's guarantee loan. you that it's he's on loan. Bidding bidding war for him. At some point in the next year or so, if he keeps up this form. So that's a good thing. For, but in any case, that's an interesting one. That's who leads the French league in goals right now before team. Uh, of course, uh, there's, there's other names that you would know of Mbappe. Again, Mbappe, that one, there's no comparing uh, Osimen to Mbappe. Actually, there is comparing. I think that's the player that has the most similar type profile to Victor Osimen, actually, is, is Kylian Mbappe, except Mbappe is a white player. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But the thing is, um, you know, um, like for Balogun. By the way, he's on loan, and then two. He was born in the U.S. Yeah,
2: I I just saw that. He's, so he
0: he can play for United States, England, or Nigeria, Belgium.
1: Yeah. No, it's U.S. Is it isn't Belgium in the mix too? No, no, um, it's U.S. U.S. and um, England. He okay. played for
0: the English youth team. Yeah, he
1: did so, under twenty one. Yeah, but he's already said he wants to play for England. He said he, well, he said he doesn't want to play for USA or Nigeria. So England is the team he wants to play for.
2: Right? Yeah, yeah.
1: So there goes I'm another sorry. one again. The time Abraham uh, ever have course. Mm-hmm. Is what I oh, Neymar. Well, you know what? Neymar. Neymar's Neymar, got Neymar, 12. Uh, yeah. Terran Murphy. How many goals does Murphy have? He got 12 too. Wow. But he just transferred to Nice from uh, Lorient. Uh, Which a lot of people were like, "Why did you do that?" Because Marseille was trying to give it, hand in a tran. They actually handed in a bid that seemed to be the best bid, and it was accepted by Lorient. But Terra Murphy rejected the bid. So and it's possible.
0: Agree. It's possible that we could have a front three of Ossiman, Ademola Lookman, and Murphy.
1: Possible? What? No.
0: No. <laughs> it's
1: I mean it's and possible, yes, them, but we don't want to we don't want to put all three of them at the front of the field at the same time. We will never have we'll just be loose because none of those guys track back at all. So who so would be our, who,
0: one, so who who would be Nigeria's front three right
1: now? Uh, right now the front three, I would put Lukman, probably over Moses Simon, although I wouldn't surprise a coach put Simon over Lukman just because of our coaches. But I'll put Lukman over Moses Simon. Chukweze will be on the right. Chukweze has returned to form this year too. Uh, if we're going to play that four-three-three, 3 we usually play. And then it will be, has to be on the field, and it will be, must be behind the striker. What's or it, or, or late, lately, you know what Pacero is. It been will doing. be, it will be, has been playing, playing that role. It will be, has been playing the role of, um, in Didi's role, deep line like the Trequartista that, uh, what's his name, was playing in, in Italy for the longest. Um, Oh, the guy with the lovely hair and beard, uh with the free kicks. What's his name, man? You guys should remind me. The Italian Mag Maestro. Um, anyways, that's the kind of role that that Pacero, um, the coach of Yeah, Super what's his name?
0: Have. I can see his face right now. Yeah, I'm um, seeing his
1: face too, but it's says with this is in the conversation we're having, I Andrea Perlo, his name. Perlo. Andrea Perlo. Andrea that's Perlo. The, that's, that's yeah. the role that he will be is playing in the Super Eagles. And kind of sort of even in Everton with Frank Lampard kind of played a little bit of that, just a little bit hybrid of that role. He was almost playing box to box. Yeah, I like was I like that like useless wing back position that the position former coach had him playing yeah. out of position. But any be has thrived, and I'm really I love I see... love how
0: Lampard is using him.
1: Lampard is well using not well Lampard is is not the operative word. Lampard well, was, Lampard was, was the operative sorry. word. Yeah, Lampard was, but was using him.
0: But the then,
1: interesting you know... thing would be this new coach. How is he going to deploy Wobia? We'll see. So, the to is he back though? He
0: got he got injured. He hope nah, he got injured. Nah,
1: he didn't miss a game. He got injured, but he didn't miss any games, and he played well still. So, Ben for uh, has twelve goals too, and then Lionel Messi with nine. I had to throw Messi in there just cause. But again, we're not comparing. Again, Messi is not really a forward, so like in the mold of. So I think we can. I think at the end there we can leave Messi on the side. We just we don't. We're not comparing anybody to Messi. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs> so I look at this list.
1: And only Mbappe, obviously, right? So if we just do a small recap, we're looking at Vinicius Jr. in Spain and Levin. If we say ignore Lewandowski and Benz, then we're looking at Mbappe, then Osimen. Those are the three so far, in my opinion. So let's go to Germany. This one, there's not, there's one player in there, and I want to see if you guys actually there's a few players, but Top scorer is Nicholas Fulcrook, like uh, your German friend was talking about. You know, he had also, I think he had about two goals in the World Cup. Too. Yeah, yeah. My, Michael about
0: before the World Cup, yeah.
1: Right. He's got 13 goals to lead. And you know my guy now. This one, this is my guy. My guy. That. Christopher Nkunku. Oh,
0: yeah, He's going to be a Chelsea player.
1: My brother. Now, out of all this list, if we remove the guys that we know, like, on a other level and we're starting to really put comparison, it's Nkunku and Osemane. Those are th- those are the two most comparable players for age, for style of play. The same play, the same position, ten forward, the hustle. Nkunku does no ball, it goes past Nkunku. Nkunku assists. it He does everything. All right. I don't know. I'm Nigerian, so I'll probably take a cement over Nkunku, but Jesus. Well, you we know what the-
0: though? Mm-hmm. That that beautiful breakdown that you just gave highlights one thing. Osimhen is ranked. He's up there with the top five, <laughs> top ten. Yeah, no question about
1: that. Of course, that. now, of course.
0: I mean, did you see his last goal against Roma? Know. Well, no, it was yeah. it Roma? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you asking
1: that me? Goal, no, hold, on, no, hold, on, is... hold on, hold on, hold on, Hold on, Chris. Hold on, hold on hold on. <laughs> hold, on Chris, hold on, hold on. Are you asking me if I saw Oseman's last goal? Do you know that I don't miss one second of Victor I Semen get, I field? get
0: your text messages, man. I get <laughs> your text messages. This guy sent me text messages. Man, Oseman is at it again. Yo.
2: You know what I mean? Yo, I was watching ESPN the, uh, the, the day after that. Yo, they showed that goal like, I, it was, like, all day. It was, like, a rerun all day.
5: <laughs> Bro.
0: That was that a go, yeah. <laughs> that was That's quality combined with everything quick, else you can quick, think about.
1: Quick anger, burn, Anger. Three. Anger. Skill, anger. Just everything. Like, yeah. Mm, yeah.
2: Yeah. You know what that go
1: reminded me, me of, fam? <laughs> I want you guys to, if you can, look for the highlights of, of Rashidi Akini. hmm I think look for the a couple of matches. I think, ah, go back to, if you look at the highlights, uh, go back to the 1992 African Cup of Nations. Nigeria versus Kenya. And you'll see a goal just like that from Rashidi Akini. But I think Oseman's goal is even better. It was was a crossing, chest,
0: thigh, shot. I mean, it was, I mean
1: so in that that game between nigeria and kenya in 1992 i think it might have been either the first or second match in the group stage obviously we're playing kenya uh that same type of effort it was a cross from the left but it was from a right-footed cross from the left i'm trying to remember who made that cross it was delicious it was delicious and the ball with the, out, the outside, outside foot, outside of the foot, just went around the defenders. Or uh, Yekini collected that ball with his chest, and he didn't, he didn't do it with his thigh like a seaman did. But when he blasted that ball to go, I it, it was like, thank god, I didn't even try to put my hand to touch it because Yakini yeah, was, <laughs>
0: was, a, a was a bruiser with skill.
1: And if you guy. want to see another goal that of Yakini, it's the African Cup of Nations again, 1994. Google Nigeria versus Gabon and watch the third goal that Nigeria scored and the second he scored in that game. In fact, just watch all the highlights of all the goals. Even the first goal was a beautiful one. Whereas, actually, the first goal was similar, except it wasn't a volley. Put the ball over the goal, keep out his head. On Russian goalie, came out, put it over his head, chested it, and then headed it into the and empty little net little. for the first goal of the, uh, the game. And then the, the third one was the second goal of that of the game. A free kick where I don't, it wasn't even much of a run-up the net, and that's how I know the manufacturer of that net put strong <laughs> nets in there because <laughs> that ball, by all rights, should have torn that net to pieces. Be- <laughs> the way, way Rashidi Akini took that shot, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Uh, okay, so no. anyways, yeah, no, Nkunku, he's got twelve goals. Uh, Taram, he's got oh, yeah. two. Now this this guy is really good, but he's he's more of a midfielder. Really, that's still young enough to be up front. Is Musiala, Jamal Musiala. That's a baller. I think is by far Germany's best player at the World Cup. Uh, nine goals. Uh, Serge Gnabry has eight, and I threw in Chupa Moting just because we had a conversation about Chupa Moting uh, last year. He has seven goals. So as great as Chupa Moting is, he's not even. He's only third on his team in goals. Yeah, And then we have seven goals, and it seems like Chupamoteng scores every single week. He's, he's doing well. He's, he's he's doing well, though.
0: He's a hell of a player, man.
1: He's a hell of a player. Yeah, I wouldn't now. say a hell of a player. I'll say yeah, he's, he's a hell a of a player, player man. Know, he, he's, he's having, a, having, a, a, great, he having think, a great season, but he's not a hell of a player. Listen, Chupamoteng, he's the type of player
2: that would do well in a team like, like one of these EPL struggling
1: teams and stuff. You know what I mean? Or like at Everton.
2: Or like but, uh but I, Chris, but that's where I
1: disagree. I think he won't do well on these teams. So. I think. I think if, if 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 um Moting was in, what's a team? Pick a team that's not not maybe not relegation, but struggling. Some let's say Nottingham Forest right now because it's finally well, okay. not. Forest is they're in thirteenth place in the league or somewhere like that. They're no longer. I mean, there's still obviously a couple of results from being in a relegation battle, but they're actually doing pretty decent. Put him in, in um that team. He doesn't give you. He doesn't score ten goals. He doesn't score 10 goals. He's scoring these goals because he's playing on – I mean, okay, let, let me let me say that clearly. He's a good player. I'm not saying he's not a good player. I just don't think he's an exceptional player. right? I think he can't carry a team. Not like he needs to. But, you know, he's doing well. Hey, look, if you and I played in Bayern Munich, we'll score goals. We'll <laughs> score tapping goals because the team is – Look, I mean, look at the list I just gave yeah, you. Yeah, I agree. Right? Look at the guys: Musiala, Janabri. Those, are, they don't even play with a center forward anymore, really. I mean, Chupa Moting, I guess, comes in and plays center forward too. But really, the, the Bayern just—they they get goals all over the place. Mueller is in there. I'm sure he, his name is not in the fullback score, you know. So, in any case, uh, that's—I just want to throw that name in there. So I don't know. In Germany, to me, only in Kungu is even comparable. I think all the—I mean, Musiala is a great player. Janabri is a good player. Leroy Sané is in there too. He's got like six goals. Missed a bunch of games. But, you know, whatever. What do you guys think so far? No, I think that was a beautiful breakdown. We're we not done, though. There's one go.
0: more. Or league? England. No, nah, well, we all, know what, we all know what time it is there, man.
1: But Everything very Highland. interesting to see the top players, though. And there's actually more players that you can now make a case for mm-hmm. in England, pretty much in any other league. And that kind of highlights how good that league is, man. So how many goals do you think Haaland has scored this season? All competitions, no Premier League, these are all league goals. Haaland 26? No, no, that's, that's, <laughs> oh, so that's close. Off. Yeah, that's close. He's got 25. In, oh. in the in the EPL alone 25. in the league, okay. Haaland has 25 goals. Le- yeah, in the league. Jesus.
5: Alone. Yeah. Jesus.
1: Yeah. And they haven't they haven't played 25 games though. Jesus. Yep. They haven't, they haven't played... yeah, <laughs> I was
2: shocked too. My homeboy is a senior ah. fan, and he told me I had to look it up. I, I, I gave up. I was shocked.
0: So well, you know what? It doesn't at, surprise me because at the start of the season, remember he was having braces, hat tricks, braces, hat tricks.
2: Yes. So at, at week at week, that, I think week seven <laughs> or week eight, he has already clocked like fifteen goals.
1: Yeah.
2: In the league, the wow. thing about the
1: it's thing started. about Holland, Holland is just knows where the goal is at. Haaland could wake up out of bed with his eyes still closed and he'll score without even knowing – he just knows where the goal is at. Now, the, the thing about Haaland's game, surprisingly, he's not very proficient as a header of the ball. Like, that's something that he still needs to work on. Orseman is the best header of the ball in in terms of scoring goals in Italy. Hands down. No one, in, the last, in the last two years, he, no one has scored more goals by heading than Victor Orseman. Holland, however, also doesn't do link-up very well. You know, really, at the end of the day, if you look at it, he has only, like, they always chronicle this when they broadcast, how many touches he has. He's not very involved in the game. He just comes alive in the box.
0: Yes, I'm saying, yeah. When I watched him, that's what, and, and once the ball gets so like De Bruyne, they look for him. You could see it. They look for him, and they put the ball at a certain spot. Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah so, yeah. so
1: his game is still getting better, or can still get better. I think, I think in terms of hold up play, um, linking up with teammates, I think that's also where O'Siman needs to work on a little bit. That link up play, he can clean that up. But I think O'Siman's already better than Howland at that, and heading. But I think Howland is just a better natural finisher of the, of the. You know, if Howland sees the wide of the eyes of the goalkeeper, it's guaranteed that the ball. In fact, the goalkeeper already knows that the ball's in the back of the net. So. That's just and and it doesn't it it doesn't miss too many chances. Which seamen can clean up. He misses some some chances, um, take some wild shots. But that's that's any forward. Uh The other guy is Ivan Tony. That's who is in third place in um, in England. He's got thirteen goals. I put Ivan Tony in here. Clearly, I think we all can agree that Ivan Tony is not the same skill level of the uh, the other guys we talked about, Osimen, but. I actually wanted to kind of give him some love, man, because that guy been balling the last couple of seasons. But I don't right. think he gets the kind of recognition that he deserves to get because he plays for a team like Brentford. Mm. Well, and, that, that's, uh, a, that's, a, that's a good breakdown. Who, who's second in EPL after second is played? Harry Kane with sixteen Harry goals. Kane. I mean, no, Kane. we don't need to. <laughs> it's Harry Kane, you know. It's, now the question is is Harry is Harry or better than Harry Kane? Mm.
0: I, I, if I was a coach, I, I would prefer Ossiman over Harry Kane.
1: I
6: don't think so. I don't agree with that. I believe um, Harry Kane is a finish, good finisher compared to Ossiman.
2: Hey, just quick. Sorry, guys. I just added my boy, Mr. Bully. Bully this is Roma. Welcome uh, in.
0: Welcome to guys.
2: Dallas.
6: Yeah, how you guys doing, man? We are
0: yeah. good. Why, why, how would you break them down? Though? Why would you say Hurricane is a better
6: striker than him? Harry is a way better striker in the sense that I mean, Arikane has shown in the past couple of seasons, say four or five seasons, how a striker he is. Osima is just shining for the first time in in Italy, and then everybody's shouting about him being one of the top strikers in the world. I agree that he's I mean, he's still young. He has time on his hands, he's gonna improve definitely. But Hurricane is a way it Arikane is a total finisher. He comes to the midfield, get the ball. He's, he's, he's I mean he's Link up plays intelligence, it's top notch. Let's 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 not let's no, no,
0: you're, you're you're right about all those things. Um, but you also know, Osiman scored a lot of goals. How many goals also Man scored last season?
1: Well, Man scored 14 goals last season, but he, he was up there a too. Bunch of games, a bunch of, yeah, so, so of games, Mr. GB. That's what your yes, name sir. says, yes, so, sir. Uh, you're absolutely correct that I, I agree, agree with you. I think Hurricane is the better product right now in terms of a finished products, right. Yeah. um I, I it's just you know it's hurricane he has a body of work that we've seen but I disagree with you that simon just starts doing it this year Simonmon did it last year he did it a year before the only difference was that um two differences one injuries he didn't play as many games so the the numbers but the games when he was there he showed what he was worth you know he did it in France you know yeah. um, that one season in France and if you look at it you can look at the awards he was receiving in all those places that tells you that they recognize even with the Injury shortened seasons. He was still getting voted either best split, best young player, young
6: player. Uh, yeah, yeah, young player, uh, mo- young player.
1: Most number of headed goals last year uh, in in Serie A with and missing up more than six weeks due to a fractured cheekbone. Um, in France, top scorer in in France. I think he was a top scorer in that one season. He was there and at least led Leo in number of goals you know, and whatnot, and one African Player of the Year in France, and that one season he was there. So, you know, so I wouldn't say he just did it. I think osiman has, has, has shown over the years of progression. It's just now this is the first season where, one, <clears throat> he's stayed relatively healthy. Two, the team is starting to play for him, right? That yeah, change between be Lorenzo Insigne on the left and Cavar Valaskelia the biggest difference. Last year, when Insania had the ball on the left, he's cutting inside, a right-footed player cutting inside, he's looking to shoot. He was never looking to pass to a man, and a seaman was always very frustrated. Right? Because they weren't giving, they just, they wouldn't look for a seaman. And he would make those runs. Bully defenders wouldn't get the ball. This year, Vara gets the ball, heads up, up. might dribble one or two, he's looking for Victor immediately. Yep, I agree you're seeing the difference, and so now we're seeing that, and 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 also obviously the improvement. You know, he's staying in that same I, I, team, yeah. but I also think one more thing that is overlooked is Luciano Spalletti. That guy, that guy is one hell of a coach, and he also brings out offensive football better than any other coach I've seen in Italy over the last twenty years. Because if you look at his uh, Atlanta teams that he had. Um, I believe it was Atlanta. Uh, if, if I'm wrong, I apologize. But one of the teams he had prior, they were offensive geniuses, even though they weren't winning anything. But with this Napoli team, you've seen the complete package. Right. Right. Let me round up this, league, uh, this, this list because there's some very interesting players on this list. So we mentioned the top three. Marcus Rashford has nine goals in the Premier League. Somebody you could say you could mention. No, he's in the same he's ref. had a good
0: he's had he's had a pretty good season. I've been watching him this season. He's,
6: he's um, having a, he's having a, he's having a blast since after the World Cup. Yeah, right. He had, a good, yeah, he had yeah. a good World Cup. He had a good World Cup. Yeah, uh,
1: he had a good World Cup. Mohammed Salah got seven goals. Clearly, he's on the downswing. I don't think he's uh you know somebody that I mean it's still Mo Salah, but I think he's on the downward trend in his career now because he's over that thirty year old heel, yep. I think thirty one, and he got paid, and just and plus he don't have. Uh, money, no right. more. Yep. <laughs> that, man, that money leaving Liverpool, my God.
0: That's like your backbone right there.
3: Yeah. Man,
6: that's it
0: like really bag affected bag that there. team.
6: I so
1: added other players to this list. They aren't necessarily com- for comparison to Victor Osimhen, but just kind of sort of talking about good players and that play in the forward role. Yeah, I don't think that they are guys that are better than Osiman or whatnot or better goal scorers. But if you look at Bukai Saka, you know, he does everything for Arsenal. He's got seven goals. He's got multiple assists. Um, but he's also like a young a leader of that team. And he does a lot of things that you can't even necessarily quantify on, the, on, on, on stats. Right. I put him in there too. i a player to watch. Odegaard in the same regard. If you talk about soccer, you can't talk about Odegaard. Odegaard, yeah. Yeah, and then somebody else I put, because he's been injured, his numbers are not there. But really he made the biggest difference for Arsenal at the beginning of the season was Gabriel Jesus. All right play center forward he only has five goals but he's missed ultimate altogether it'll be three months that he would have missed you know so yeah if he was healthy his numbers would be maybe double that amount he should have about 10 goals by now and one would agree that he's also you know a top striker in european football again is he better than a C-man? i'll leave that up to you guys and then final guy and the reason I put him on here is because there was there was that at the beginning of the season it was a comparison between Victor Osiman Vlaovic in from, from uh from Serbia that plays for AC Milan and Darwin Nunes for Liverpool now. So I just put him on there. He has five goals and he's been looking like a lock so far.
6: Darwin Nunes, I I have I have some reservation about that guy. He hasn't impressed me so far in the EPL.
1: But I, I caution everybody to make any quick judgment about Nunez because, um, yeah. you know, it's his first season in EPL. You yeah, I agree. I, EPL.
6: I agree totally with that. I agree totally with that. I was talking to Chris the other day when he was making it making it balls about Chelsea bringing in um, Fofana, every, Enzo, everybody. I'm
3: like, dude, this is gonna be
6: their first season in EPL. Got to take it easy with them. Giving you the best of India first season. Normally, p- p- players don't come from other, other countries to play in EPL and just boom, they're out there. It's, it takes time.
1: Yeah, which is what makes Haaland doing what he does even more exceptional.
6: Ex- exactly. I agree with you. It's just way exceptional. Alan, Alan is breaking all records. Even in I mean, fantasy Premier League, he's breaking all records.
0: Yeah, it's also, it also it it makes a difference the kind of players that you play with and the kind of system you're going into. When you when you look at that, you know I was just telling my I, I went to watch City against Chelsea live. When you watch that City team, they're just a well-oiled machine, man. Like you could just tell they do the simple things well. They don't waste balls. They try to conserve energy. When they when you have the ball, they put pressure on you to try to win the ball back immediately. They don't waste any time. They don't waste any energy. And then when Pepsi's guys are getting tired, that game, second half, he brought in um, Riyad Mahrez and Grealish. And and Riyad Mahrez scores. I mean, the whole game changed. Because once Mahrez came in, the way they played on that right wing changed everything. Everything. The threat level changed. Everything changed. So, I mean, that team is just... And then you put you take Haaland, who's already a talented forward, and you put him in a team like that. Pep doesn't pep doesn't make him do anything too extra. He has that guy, the pieces. I got
1: yeah, the freshest 90-minute the freshest play I've ever seen. Yeah, it's It just <laughs> waits till they have the the Borner has the ball before he does anything. He's again. running. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they
0: they look for him. The Borna looks up, it looks Bernardo Silva looking for him. Yeah, well, your...
1: we said this last year. Now, remember when the the announcement yeah. was made that uh, uh Holland was going to be uh signing with Man City? And what was the first thing I said? This guy's just going to score tapping goals. This yeah. guy's tapping goals. I mean, Bomo, you already know. I've been following Holland since the days of when he was on the 20 for Norway, and I already knew. I like I. I pipped him to be the best striker we've ever seen right back when he was still a 19 year old 18 year old playing for Norway that game when he scored nine goals in one game against whoever it was they scored on yeah, the World World 20 but watching him play in the Champions league for um, the Austrian team that he ended up getting sold from to to uh, Borussia Dortmund and you could just see man it don't matter the guy scores it's just Put him in Norway's national team, that sucks. He scores. Put him in Borussia Dortmund with very good young players, he scores. He scores. In the Austrian team, he scores. So scoring is just natural for him. Natural it's, he's the most natural scorer I've ever does seen. He, does he remind you of Zlatan in a way? No. No. He reminds me no. of himself. There's nobody <laughs> that I can compare it's, him to. I
6: can't, I can't compare him to anybody. I see, I see that guy on the field, and I, I just see a beast. Beast, thank
0: you. He's 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 a beast. He's
1: a beast. (laughs) Nothing else. Nothing Nothing else. else. Just the hunger to score is there. It's just there's a hunger. There's a skill. There's something that you're born with that you can't teach alone. This guy, he he, he intimidates defenders.
6: He looked at them. He looks at them in the eye and like, I'm going to score you. (laughs) Yeah. And here's
1: the thing. He's not even there yet.
6: I agree 100%. 100%. You. He's
1: young. You. I he's I young.
6: You. Oh my God. I guess he's so,
1: so we're going to see things from this, and God willing, he stays healthy. And what I would like to see is me personally see Victor Seaman really improve to a level where we can be seeing a battle between Mbappe, both of them.
6: Mbappe, uh, yeah. C-man,
1: C-man. Uh, Nkunku. I think we've all agreed that these are the guys. I think from this list we talked about, those are the top four guys that are on this list are Nkunku, Haaland, Osimhen, and Mbappe, at least on that age group. You know? you know. Obviously, we have Lewandowski and Benzema. Those are the senior guys. That are, In terms of strikers, they're the Messi and Ronaldo of this generation, you know, yeah, for, for these yeah. young guys. But, man.
0: Speaking about Ocimen, how how do you think all this success would translate into our beloved Super Eagles. <laughs> no, seriously, because, you know, I mean, when you have your player, like, doing this well, this successful, ranked as one of the top five, six strikers in Europe. And then, you know, we have African African Nations Cup qualifiers coming up. You know, Osemen, 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 has to play. has to play every game. You know, I'm worried about that a little bit. You know I mean? Like, We need him, but can we manage him at the same time and say, you know what, we have Muffy, we have some other strikers out there, let's manage this kid a little bit more and play him in those games that matter, those games that count. So why not just throwing him in just because we want to go play a qualifier against Uganda? We'll take a qualifier.
1: Does Mbappe sit? When they're playing against uh, Faroe Islands in World Cup qualifiers, nope. yeah, that's, that, no, that, it that, doesn't.
0: That, yeah, but that's that's World Cup qualifiers, though.
1: So. Well, you're What's the difference? Af- African
0: Nations Cup qualifiers against does Mbappe um, against,
1: sit against Madagascar? When <laughs> does Mbappe, Madagascar, in, I mean? in the Cup of Nations? So you can't underrate those teams. Uh, does Mbappe sit when they play Faroe Islands in Euro qualifying? No, they don't sit. Players play. That's they're young. If you're a player, you come out there, you play. But, 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 but uh, like yeah. you said,
0: remember, the African conditions are different, right? Well, we we, then we, we agreed on that.
1: He, 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 but he it's came through Africa, 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 so it's not like one
4: of these guys.
1: <laughs> so speaking of that, so if you want to bring that up, so just today, CAF uh, just approved uh, Mushuda Biola Stadium in Abuja and Uyo Stadium. That's the two stadiums we'll use for our qualifiers moving forward. So that's that's a positive because those are the Wait, wait, wait
0: Moshida Biola Stadium. In Abuja. No, you mean National Stadium?
1: No, Moshida Biola Stadium. Is Abuja, it called Moshida Biola?
0: Did they name that stadium after
1: Moshida Biola? Yes, they did. They did? That's not that's never been the national stadium. National Stadium is in Suru
6: West, which which other which other which other, um, stadium did they mention?
1: uh I, I forget the name but the one in Uyo. The one the Uyo. Super Eagles oh. have played in forever. And look the uh, one yeah, the players yeah. have been asking for to play in. That's the, the gov- best- that,
0: that's the former governor now. What's his name? Um so
1: so the players been asking for Uyo. Yeah, we've Uy- been taking them to places like Asaba, to Benin, to these Asaba's grass is taller than taller than Victor Osiman himself. Uh, um, Benin Stadium. The, the less I speak of that staff football field, the better. They take him to right. to Lagos, not even to the you know. It, Teslim Balogun. You
0: know, they take him Teslim Balogun. so yeah.
1: small, holds twenty thousand people. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and the field's bouncy, <laughs> but not like the Abuja Stadium is great or the Rio Stadium is great. But those are the two best pitches we have that, over the years that we've seen football in Nigeria. So. The thing I like that CAF is doing now is, if your stadium is not good enough, you won't play at home. So if you're the Republic of Benin or let's say Sierra Leone, when they took us to that disgraceful garbage. pitch, they took us yeah. to uh, for the qualifiers. You come with that pitch, CAF will tell you, no, we're going to go play the match in Monastir in Algeria, <laughs> your home match right. on All a right. good field. Or we go to Morocco, Agadir. We go to. We even did a match in Cameroon against. Um, I believe it was Equatorial Guinea or somebody like that that we played in the World Cup. So these countries, it's going to force countries to now start upgrading their facilities. And the fact that Nigeria only has two fields approved says a lot right there. Because that means right. Testem Balogun wasn't approved. Samuel Mimoudia and Benin wasn't approved. And I don't know the name of the Asaba Stadium. But yeah, Stephen We Stephen have We have stadiums
0: in every state in that country.
1: Well, yeah, we have stadiums, but we don't have good pitches. Good Good pitches, yep.
0: So I want to tell Mm -hmm. you, 300 million Naira to go renovate grass. (laughs) (laughs) But, But that's
2: real grass, not turf, though, right?
1: Real uh, grass, grass. not turf. But they buy, they get the grass from Brazil, Brazilian grass. Now you know Brazilian grass is more expensive oh, than oh the Nigeria. <laughs> 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 oh my people!
2: Um, hey but, guys, I want to I want to take this time to welcome Wayne, my Jamaican brethren. Hey Wayne, how you doing? Welcome to the park.
0: Welcome Wayne.
1: Welcome,
6: welcome Wayne. <laughs>
2: Wayne, are you there? Go ahead, guys.
0: All right, yeah. So, um, yeah, every, every, every state has a so-called stadium. There's noise coming from somewhere, I'm not sure. Okay. Every state has a so-called stadium, but um, very few of those places are up to par. Like last week, I had Adewale Ajayi on here. You know, he was just talking about it, like, you know, some of the things that Ibrahim Gasol, the new NFF president, is going to have to do. Is going to have to increase the number of uh, pitches where we can play. You know, there, there are not enough football pitches in the country, and that's one of the development aspects of things that you have to do. So, you're right. In this disgrace, the only two stadiums got approved. We should have at least fifteen of them that that, that eventually get approved.
1: I yeah. want to I want to say I want to add one more thing to the space of Nigerian football since and I know um, Wayne my man is from Jamaica here so maybe this doesn't apply to him but he can learn one he can you know learn about us a little bit more and so very interesting oh, what very interesting <laughs> development just occurred in in the in the football and by the way. The Nigerian Football League this season is turning out to be a very interesting league. It's probably the most interesting league that we've seen in a long time. Your teams are winning on the road, right? Uh, right now, we're looking at Remo Stars, a uh, very professionally branded. If you look at the, the way they introduced their jerseys, it looked like almost like how you will see European teams doing that jersey introduction, the team introduction, right? It, very professionally done. Um, Bendel Insurance has come back. They're looking pretty good, you know, obviously aimed by Strong, too, Cano and all those. But Bayezo United had a match. I forget who they played. It might have played against Rivers United, but it was Bayezo United played a match. And there was some violence against the road team and, road, and some officials from the road team. They fined them, um, I think it was one something, 10 million Naira, closed down the stadium to fans. Wow! For, uh, for the number of games and order them to pay two hundred and fifty thousand naira in restitution to the guy that got assaulted. <laughs> I I have never seen that before. Like and swiftly come down. Now the problem with that is that yes, that the fines are on there. Will they actually enforce them? You know, Nigeria. They'll say, "Hey, we're giving you houses because you won the World Cup." And fifteen years from now, those houses haven't been given. So. Yeah, but,
0: well, if, but I was the one thing I heard about that is that there's a double standard. Like that, the people I know are saying this that, oh, if that happened in Bielsa or in uh, Oiri, they'll will, they will find them and do all these things. But if a team goes to play in Kanu and they get assaulted and they're playing Kanu pillars, nothing happens.
1: We talked about you know? that last year. We actually had, yeah. like, remember, we had that conversation about this last year. So that, but that's the thing, though. Honestly, Am. <laughs> When no, you order from
3: so Domino's, you
1: can get more. I, of I know that the there plan. probably is a double standard. Yeah. But in the past, that just wasn't happening at all. So at least I'm just happy to see it. And on top of that, just if, you look at the, if you're looking at the results of the league, we're just seeing a lot of teams going on the road and getting results. That, number one, is the first step in ensuring that the league has some credibility. Because as we know in the past, um, teams don't win on the road. If, the best you can hope for is a draw. If you're on the road, especially when you're playing against these teams that are the established teams in terms of the pillars and and so on and so forth, AIMBAs and all those teams. No, it's a valid point, man. But but you know the guy that
0: owns Remo Stars is actually the guy that owns one of those bet Niger companies. He owns a gambling company in Nigeria. Hey. Yeah, man. But I mean, gambling—he's his gambling company is legal. So he just took some of that money and bought his own football. <coughs> Well,
1: that's cool. That is good stuff.
2: Hey, I have a question. Does anybody share? Can somebody enlighten me on this guy? Somebody just sent me a message about this guy, Ivan Tony. This guy's is like the third or fourth. He has the third or fourth highest goal scorer in the league right now. The EPL. Mm-hmm.
6: That's a good That's a good striker right there. Dude, I, too,
2: I, 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 he's, he's just living under the radar, man.
6: I was so shocked he
1: wasn't taken to the World Cup. That's <laughs> but, what we were just talking about now. That's what oh. we we're just talking about now. How he's yeah. not. we named that list, you didn't. You didn't wow. have that one. So Ivan Tony about. wasn't taken to the World Cup for a couple of reasons. The biggest one was that he has he has a pending gambling gambling category. problem. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so, I mean, but that's the maybe the reason he didn't go to the World Cup. Otherwise, but he really wasn't ever in the plans of uh, Gareth Southgate. I mean, but he plays for Brentford. So. Yeah. If you look at the English squad, if you don't play for those top teams, it's hard for you to break into. it. You have to be exceptional.
0: Isn't his background Jamaican or something?
1: Yeah,
2: Wayne. Wayne, I was going to ask you, Wayne. Is that guy Jamaican?
5: Yeah, his background is Jamaican, but he's not really Jamaican. Oh. He could play for Jamaica if he wants to. Wow. Yeah, he just got to get the passport. Just like um, Antonio. 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 Yeah, he got the passport and because he wasn't getting called up for by England and he was getting yeah. old he wanted you know he wanted international um caps so right. he said you well know, well he was waiting for so long he was like okay forget it you know I could go and play for Jamaica so let me get a passport and he got the passport and then he slot right in yeah, just scored
1: that terrific goal against Mexico in the World Cup qualifiers last year yep, from long yep. range. I remember that goal he scored. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that guy, that guy is something else, man.
5: Um, yeah, uh, Antonio. Antonio, yeah. yeah, he's really good. It's it's just that instructor around him. And, and as I said, he was he's getting old. He's not getting caps in the England team, so he was like, okay, um, let him go. Let let's just go back to the roots. And, he, went back. <laughs> and uh, he played in the World Cup. Um, I mean. For the upcoming qualifiers he could play, but I'm not sure this current coach is gonna bring him because this coach we got he's from Iceland. Um he's more looking at younger players um and trying to build from there. But
1: I mean Antonio And he's not gonna bring Antonio into the team. Is uh, that what you're telling me? I'm not saying that. He you should he should, <laughs> you should fire that coach immediately if he if decides not to bring Antonio into the team. But like who it, it, Jamaica? It, it's half it's half half half. Half. Exactly. Hey, said the
5: we bigger than Antonio. <laughs>
1: hey, Wayne, let me ask you something. I don't know how old you are, but do you remember
5: exactly. the guy? We than Antonio, but, I mean, Jamaica has, uh, what's his name, Peanut, that plays for um, Brentford as well. Um, we got, uh, what's his name, that just, uh, Bob Dover Reed, that plays for, um, yeah, he's, he's uh, know, we, got a, we got a few players that are playing in the Premier League, so, Um they have a training camp right now, uh, but it was it's just based on local games players he he, he's working with. He's just looking at what he could bring and mix of with the international guys. Wayne, I don't
1: know how (laughs) old you are, but do you remember this guy, or Nandi Lowe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to love that guy, man. That, that guy was a striker. guy. That guy was a strike guy. He, you know,
5: he was the only... Um, His son plays for Miami, Um, the MLS team for Miami. Low. Okay. And he plays for the national team as well. And he, but he plays defense. Yeah, uh, he's not as good as his dad. His dad, number seven a, his dad was a monster,
1: man. The
5: first I fell in love with Anandolo when I saw that guy score a goal from so they shot.
1: I'm telling you. I got that guy it. shot. That right foot of that <clears throat> It's just surprising <laughs> that he never made it to – I think he played in Mexico. He won he the Mexican Mexico. league team. He,
5: played, you know, he never played in the Premier League, but I think he played in the division on the Premier League. Division One. Um, I I think his team never made it at that time. But remember, he had an anger. He had an anger problem. So you (laughs) see
1: the way he shoots the ball. If you don't have anger problem, you don't shoot the ball. (laughs) You don't make it. (laughs) (laughs) And besides, my friend, and that's another thing I want to add to this list we were talking about. One thing that um, one thing I want my my forwards to have is anger.
5: Yeah, a lot of people
1: get bad things. And a I lot of men play
5: You want a vicious strike up there, man. Somebody that's always hungry. And that's going to give you problems. You know, it's going to rough your defender up, rough your defenders up a little bit. Roughly, and you make them feel threatened. You know, always keep, an, keep them keep on their heels. The, the forward we have, they're producing now, are really, really soft guys, man. um <laughs> <laughs> I, Tony is probably out of all these forwards one of the roughest and the toughest forwards I've seen. You know, for for a minute, um, Holland is a monster himself. But besides from that, everybody just playing pretty soccer. Right? I don't know what's to do with this pretty soccer You don't it's, think uh, Marshall is, it, is, is that like an angry forward wing? Marshall, yeah, Marshall is like my little sister, man. That guy never gets. <laughs> I
1: beg. Don't talk bad about women. I beg. Women play. Women play. That guy. That guy never
5: gets angry, man. You ever <laughs> see Marshall angry? He, ah, just his, really. he just took it. He just took it off, and then just walked back. He doesn't he even smile. The guy never smiled.
2: He just. He's, the guy he's, never he's, smiles because
0: he's, he's never scoring? He has a That's poker face. You don't that, know what he's that, doing. Guy, that guy is not a great striker. Please, he's, doing with
5: he's not. He's, <laughs> he's, he's okay, but he's not. He's not as good, man. He's, By he's,
1: the way, Wayne Orlandi Lowe played for Port Vale on loan and Coventry, Co- Coventry City. Those are the two English teams he played for. Uh
5: what Lowe. division are they One or two?
1: Uh, bro, they probably, Fort Vale was probably division two, third division, and Coventry City goes up and down between two and
5: two and one. one. Oh, so he never, they never made
1: the Premier League, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know he never played in the Premier League. I know that for a fact. But, you know, he, it mainly, so I, I said he played in Mexico, I guess he never really did. He played mainly in but America. he was pretty you know. good for Jamaica, though. And that's all that matters. He scored 27 yeah, he was, goals for Jamaica in 65 games, so that's that's pretty good.
5: Um, yeah, he was pivotal, man. That guy was—he he was a monster, man. Edders, everything. That guy was, <laughs> and people move out of the way when he's hitting the ball. Yep. Yeah,
0: but in, in the EPL and in the Championship, if Jamaica wanted, they could go get their first eleven from that, those two leagues. There's they so can. Many. They
5: got a lot there. Bro, yeah. if I send you if I send you the list of guys <laughs> that can represent Greenwood, Mason Greenwood, Aaron from um where is this guy? Uh one no, no, is uh, no, uh, Raheem Raheem uh, Sterling is Raheem
0: Sterling is, Jamaica.
5: Sterling is works, Jamaican. Sterling is Jamaican, but yeah. Sterling has so much too much caps for England. He can't go yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. Um a couple of guys in the uh There's uh, so many. There are a lot of them. There are a lot of them, man. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Walker could represent Jamaica, but he probably has too much cap for oh, England yeah. already.
0: Well, yeah, um, those guys um, aren't
5: coming. Yeah, those guys are not coming. One, yeah, uh, I think mean, Jamaica
1: has the same type of situation with Nigeria this, when it comes to the relationship
5: one guy. With England, right. <laughs> I forgot the team that plays in uh, green and yellow. They just got dropped out. Uh, uh, the Canaries. Norwich. No, they just got dropped out of the Premier League like a the season Canaries, season Norwich. 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 So they have this guy that play that plays, uh, is it left back? Or short, light-skinned dude. Uh his name is Aaron. Um, he could represent Jamaica as well. He's not getting no caps for England, but he just doesn't want to play for Jamaica. And he's a young kid too. He's like 23, 24, something like that. Mm.
1: Why? Why don't they want to play for Jamaica? What's the issue with
5: that? They just, they just, they just want to represent England.
1: Well, they're not representing England. That's for
5: sure. Like that I mean, so so like you know, are no way. England England has like six six guys they could select before him at the left back position, but he still doesn't. Want to put, represent Jamaica? Like, dude, you're not going to. So, gonna so, see, so sure. I
1: think it's not. I think it's not wanting to play for England. It might be not wanting to play for Jamaica, though, because I think even he would understand that he's not going to make it into the, That's my the point. English team. So we have in Nigeria, we have the same kind of issue, right? Where we have a lot of Nigerian, uh, you know, English-born Nigerian guys that literally were born to Nigerian parents that grew up in Nigeria, and but they oftentimes end up choosing to. Either wait to play for England, but well, they actually usually play for England in the under, you know, youth teams on the 17, yep. on the 19, on the 21, and whatnot on the 23. And then when they get to the point where it's time to get called up, they wait, they wait, they wait. Nigeria wants them, they don't want to come. We we highlighted a couple of those guys: they Berichie, Z, Aze, um, you know, even you know whatever. But those guys end up getting wasted, man. Their careers. Tommy Tam- Tam- Abraham, look at Tommy Abraham. Look what's happening to him. Yeah, about,
5: he's still young. He
1: you can't play for Nigeria anymore. And England is using why him. he
5: can't play. He has too many he's characters. He already
1: played enough, enough, too many matches for, for England.
5: And then you and they locked
1: him in and he'll never play again. Never play for Nigeria. Yeah. Never play uh, again. Fikayo Tamori, that plays center back for AC Milan. Same thing. He same thing. definitely weak re- that, that one hurts a little bit because we definitely could have used him. Yeah, as center back. and who does Boris represent, Chris? Ghana, Gana. Gana. Gana took
2: him though.
5: now
2: nah, but he probably. didn't play in the
5: walk. Did he play in the walk up? No, he didn't play in the walk up. But I think
2: <laughs> he, he what he submitted his his stuff late.
5: Too but, late. Yeah, and, uh, and, yeah, he yeah, today, yeah. But
1: he okay. he can he could definitely get the Ghanaian squad now. Oh, of course, any of those guys we're talking about will walk into any of those. I mean, let's just let's keep it real. They'll walk into any of those countries. Bro. But but wait, wait, mean, wait
0: where's Hudson Adoye playing now? He hasn't featured for Chelsea in Germany. In
1: Germany. In Germany. In Germany. Um. <laughs> the one, the couple of guys that ended up playing or choosing. So, the way Nigeria likes to do it is, and I think this should be the way we shouldn't beg these guys. To come late, this guy should make up their mind. If you don't make up your mind by a certain time, then we should just move, move on. But what I'm saying this.
5: is, what do you think is chasing these guys away from? Because
1: I'm, I'm sure it's not the money, it's the organization. Like exactly. organization. So, Some guys don't want to be traveling that you, far. You know, what, you know what? You know what, we I think.
0: It depends on the household you grew up in. And I and I say that because in some Nigerian households, everything they hear about Nigeria is negative. You know, um, they say, forget that place. You know, there's this, there's that. You don't even want to take the kids back there, right? But, so if you grew up in that kind of household, and you become a very successful footballer at a young age, how yes, is but- how's your parent that's told you all these bad things about this place going to turn around, and tell you to go play for that national team.
5: So, let well, well, me ask people, this,
0: what, what's well, you this. What's the think, benefit
5: for playing? Do you think all football? the folks will really still that in their kids, though?
0: I'm telling you, man. Like, look, there, there's some. if you're in
5: some Nigerian households, the
0: mid some, some... Overseas, overseas. Overseas, abroad, yeah, overseas. Yeah, abroad, yeah.
5: So, yeah, they say yeah. England and America. Yeah, England New and America.
0: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I've been in those households. Like, you can't even bring up Nigeria. They'll, oh, man, that place is so corrupt. Forget it. This. You know, so if they're saying that in front of their children every day, only highlighting all the negative about the country, and don't say anything positive about the country, if that yeah. child grows up and becomes successful at a sport, that child is not going to want to play for that country. You've yeah, doctor- they're not you've indoctrinated the yeah, negativity about that country in the child's
1: mind. I think yeah. that's. I think that's definitely um, a factor, but I don't think that's the main factor. I think the main factor is uh, the exposure for the player. Like, yeah, um, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll say uh, if you look at a guy like Alex Iwobi, that made what Bomar is saying made a difference in him choosing Nigeria because Iwobi <laughs> chose Nigeria when he was 17 years old. He said, "I'm playing." He said it. I'm playing for Nigeria. At that age, he made that decision, so, that he even enjoying. came on the field as a 17-year-old. Like, rarely you see any Super Eagle players that are really 18 starting matches. He started a walk-up qualifier at 18 years old against Zambia on the road and played well. But his, obviously, his uncle was J.J. Okota. His daddy yeah, played professional football in Nigeria, too. So he was actually born in Nigeria. A lot of people don't know that. But he represented England at youth level. But said, he, likes, he likes to eat abacha of-
0: uh-huh. Nice he said, nice. about
1: to, he said uh-huh. <laughs> yes I'm playing tonight so that one that I think that one is one clear case of a household determining uh, your future but for the rest of the guys' it's exposure like why do they even choose to play for countries at uh, the parents birth it's not it doesn't necessarily have to do with all it's just more likely what's woods- country will give you the best chance for exposure on the international stage. Yeah, who uh, will
5: go deep. Who will make a better right. run
1: in the world. No, cup. no, think, exactly. Not I even think necessarily that has a something better run. to do with it
5: as well, you know? Wait,
1: Which not necessarily a better run. Because, again, not to not to insult Jamaica, but I think there's levels, right? Jamaica is not on the same level as Nigeria in the football world. Nigeria is not on the same level as England in the football world. You know, yeah, and so... Nigeria might be closer to England than Jamaica is to Nigeria, so you can see that the the gap between England and Jamaica is huge. So these guys are like, why would we want to go play on an uh, poor country that maybe not so good? They're playing against. Now, look at the teams that Jamaica plays in the freaking CONCACAF.
5: Let's use ranking. Let's let's use ranking as a better term. England is ranked way higher, and um, you know Nigeria, Nigeria is ranked way higher than than than
1: Jamaica. Right, so like, why? Like, if I'm trying to get exposure, playing for Jamaica doesn't raise my profile, right? No. So, however, if you look at a guy like Eberechi it, I think right now he's he, he's good and he thinks he's good enough to play for England, right? So he's saying, let me hold out to play for England because hey, if I play for England. My stock goes way higher. I'm gonna get sold to better teams because I'm an English international as opposed to being a Nigerian international. But if England doesn't come for me, when I'm 25, 26, and I realize the gig is up with gig is up with England, I might choose Nigeria. It's not a bad fallback. But a lot of these guys aren't choosing Jamaica as a fallback, is rather because it's a lot of work to play international football, man. The travel, especially if you're coming from Europe all the way to South Ni- Nigeria to America. Yeah, yeah, he is. Same with Olise in, um, in, in, um, in Crystal Palace, too. Those two And those are two guys we want to play for us because they play positions that we are lacking in, the central midfield position. That's Midfield is where Nigeria is lacking right now. But we those are Crystal Palace's
5: two top players.
1: Yeah, they're two top players. But but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing.
0: <laughs> Mike, you, you and I know what are the odds that England is going to call Olise and Riveri Eze to come and play for them?
1: Well, you can't say that. There's because of the, the because of their age and the, how they're playing. And you look at Olise. Olise is like they, they, they won't Olise, get called bro. I'm at the start you. of the season. You would say Eze, Eze was higher than Olise, but I think as the season has gone around, Olise is Crystal Palace's best player. There's
0: but no they won't get
5: called though.
1: But what I'm saying, playing
0: play for Crystal Palace, do you think they'll get the call up? And look at who they're competing against.
1: But what I'm they're saying is, you gotta look at saying, say, Guys, guys guys, 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 hold on. What I'm saying is, Olyse is 21 years old. Crystal Palace is not the be-all end-all. He can get. A Saka is to 21 a years team. old. Saka is 21 years old. Let me finish, let me finish my problem. point, bro. Let me finish my point. Olyse yeah. is 21 years old. Uh-huh. The, this is his second season in the Premier League so he's not looking at Crystal Palace as a place where he's going to end up he's looking like I'm going to use Crystal Palace as a stepping stone to a better team so I in fact in his mind he's probably thinking I can go to a top 16 and when I go to a top 16 I'll get a call for England They could. are you telling me England cannot use Olise right like or they can't use Eze in about four years time well, probably well, let, me ask, not.
0: Let, me, let me ask you the, the position probably they, not they, who are, who are they competing against? Who's who are, currently, who are the players currently occupying this
1: position in the England <laughs> squad? Belling, Bellingham. Okay, right? Bellingham. Uh, um, Saka. 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 Saka is on the wide, so at Olise well, right plays out to the right, right?
4: Yeah, they're right out there. They play him on the
5: right side. They play him but he's the, a
1: midfielder, Sha. They just put him on the wide to fit him into the team because they can't put him and Eze in the same position at the same time. No, <clears so> but <so throat> remember,
5: they got this guy. Um, Foden,
1: Foden. What about Phil Foden? Phil Foden is also a wide player.
5: Yeah.
0: But so, I guess
1: you can put him in the mix. No, we so thought we – I mean, I think
0: he's
1: – naming the guys he's
5: competing against, right?
0: Yes, yes. Well,
5: yeah, yeah, I think that's what he's doing.
0: So, if you look at that picture, right, um, I mean, what do you – it, it, it's, it's one of those things that they have to consider. How long do you want to wait? Like, if you're a striker <laughs> right now, if you're a forward, right, and you have to compete against Harry Kane, what is the likelihood that you're going to get that
5: English scholar. Exactly. Michael. you know Mike, I mean? like, Yeah, Michael, you got to understand in the in the Euro, in the Euro, Saltgate has Rashford and Sancho. They came on in extra time. Sancho didn't even go to the Walker, bro. Sancho is not even playing. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm just saying in the Euro. What I'm saying, oh, Euros, Euros. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. These are yeah. players that Went, but still didn't get game. You got to remember, these guys are competing against these guys. Yeah, but I don't think that's an
1: apt comparison because Sancho was 18 years old at the time. You know what I mean? Like, Sancho was not, not the Sancho that you thought of the next year after he was still at that time, he was still in Germany, still developing. So it was the right decision to keep him on the bench at that time. There was nothing wrong with that. He's still young. Uh, Tancho is not playing football right now. We talked about folding. He hasn't played much since the World Cup came, came back from the World Cup because he's been out of form. So if I'm only saying I'm looking at that, I'm like, I can compete again. If I'm only saying I can compete with these guys. Olise has every reason to think he can make it to the English squad. Now, Iberichi Eze is the one guy where I'm like, maybe not. Just because even though he had, he's a baller, like we see him as a baller, he's not necessarily in the style of the English national team. I think he'll be more useful. He'll, he'll fit more into the Nigerian style than the English style. But he wants to play for England. And, yeah. it, and the question is why? And I'm telling you guys why. Yeah, exactly, exactly. England yeah. has a not- higher profile. So yeah, that's the my, point. We're we're trying trying
5: to,
0: get you. So, based we, on that we, question, we, let me let me go to um let me go to Zubi who just joined us. Zubi, so Zubi, are you available to get your thoughts on why these guys want to play for England over Nigeria? He might have stepped away, so we'll come back to him.
5: But yeah, Please, go ahead. But <laughs> that is what we're saying. You know, if the competition
1: is so high, I mean, it, the reward is not going to. be... Rewart is not going to be rewarded. So I mean, but I, I I don't think they're looking at it as that high though. That's what I, that's the point I've just made. That Olise is looking at that again. He's twenty one. Olise is looking at that squad and saying, in two three years, if my progression goes like it's been going, I'll be called up to the English national team. And what, don't forget, I, Olise also has a chance to play for France and for Algeria. Don't, what don't you are? Um, who you support in the Premier League, Michael? I don't support any teams. I just root for Nigerian players or African players. I don't really have a oh, team Okay.
5: Okay. So do you think Olise could walk into the England side over Stockholm and Westbrook right now?
1: Not today. But again, you're missing my point if you're still asking me that question. <laughs> Olise is looking at himself and saying, compared to where I was last year, to where I am right now, and how I'm progressing. But don't forget he came from League One two seasons ago. That's where he was at. He was tearing up League One two seasons ago. He came from there, and he's been progressing. Looking at his progression, you can rightfully say that he has every confidence that if he gets to the point where he thinks he can get to, then he'll get called up by England. But and who if he doesn't get, if it doesn't get has, called up by England, he has time to guys, say, Nigeria, uh, we're not our Emmy, let, let me play for you guys. So, so do do the guys fall, fall, we're rough. the fallback. Yeah, at 24. Hmm? Who do you guys think will blossom, the Olise or uh, a better Eze? Olise, because Olise has more end product. I I, I, I think Eze. I like I mean, Eze. But we don't know. It's, it's, I, I can't say you're I like, wrong. I
6: can like, say you're I like, right. I like, I like Eze too. I like Eze. Eze, Eze, Eze is more of a direct player. Olise is more skillful. Yes. Yeah, GB, me, what, Eze what, Eze have...
0: what, GB, what do you think about the reason why these young guys, you know, a lot yeah, of them I mean, coming up? Look at okay. look at look at Noni Maduake. that played for
6: Chelsea today. That played yeah. for Chelsea today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, That's another I mean, guy. He, he he came from PhD, right? So you don't. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want right? to. We are talking about guys in England generally. Okay, so first of all, what I think the problem is exactly is the management of Nigerian football.
1: Thank you
6: that is what it is it is it is it, yeah I, I agree with i agree with the popularity yeah because england is really high there. but the management of nigerian football is the main problem these guys just feel there's no way they can go to a country that where they don't they don't even they don't even show any any sign of improvement they don't care about a game they don't really care about all they do is corruption and all that so they just feel <laughs> why, am I, why am i going why am i going to play for nigeria when Playing for Nigeria does not give me any recognition. Nigeria don't even they don't even want to improve. We just talked about stadiums. We only have two approved stadiums in that country. How do <coughs> I want to go play for that country when I have when I can play in England, where every, almost every every city has five stadiums? If you get what I mean. So it, it's um it's I, I believe it's Nigerian football management for for real. Do you think do
0: you think um for a player who's on the fringes, yeah. playing for England is more beneficial for his career than playing for Nigeria. Of course it is. On the fringes though. Not 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 a guy who's um I'll who
6: tell games.
5: you,
0: I'll tell I'll tell you what. Look at the England squad, right? You play
6: you play in England, you see you play for the national team, even if you're playing on the bench. Someone a team like a meet a me I mean a meet Premier League, a meet table team in Premier League is coming for you. You're make your a national team player. It's it's it is. It is not. It's not something like you. You're playing for Nigeria, where Portsmouth is signing you, or Bolton is coming to sign you. <laughs>
1: exactly. you're, you're a national team player, leaving a top team in Belgium to come for a, a relegation-bound exactly. team, I, I mean, in you know,
6: I'm playing in England. I'm just. I'm ju- I don't want to go out of England. I mean, you play. Look. Look at what is happening in the Premier League. This is teams like Fulham, teams like Newcastle. Yeah, they. They used to be the mid, middle. I mean. Middle class, middle class,
5: mid table, mid table.
6: Yeah, mid table yeah, team. So look, look, at, look at the way they are playing this season. It's because of the way the the English league is. There's, there's, there's this competition. It keeps them, it keeps everybody improving. You don't, you, you I will now leave that. The, the competition in England national team and go play for Nigeria. Nah, it doesn't sound right. And GB,
1: but do you guys think G, you GB? Guys, another thing too, and sorry, sorry, my bad, Wayne. You go, you uh, go. But, so this is another thing too that people don't seem to recognize. When you play one match for England's national team, you have a pension. There might be a certain number of matches you could play to qualify yeah. for pension for for England. And you're taken care of for the rest of your life. Yep. Yep. You play for Nigeria. Do they even have a pension thing in Nigeria? <laughs> Guys get injured, they don't need to I call remember. them back. I you remember. understand? So I remember it. I remember see- Those things matter. You know, we might sit back here and say, oh, these guys make a lot of money, so it doesn't... It matters. It matters. Like, if you're a professional, you want to get... The bonuses don't get paid. These guys played in the 2019 African Cup of Nations. It wasn't until sometime last year that we think they got their bonuses. I know one of the players complained that he didn't get his bonuses, the goalkeeper, uh, the home base goalkeeper, Noble. And the NFF said, "As it's because your bank account information you gave us was incorrect. And he said it's the same bank information I've been giving you guys before. So what's that? And they they even sent Ahmed Musa to even open his mouth and say the guy's is banking. You see what I'm saying? Like just a lot of mago mago and wudu that's, that's right? So that's so thing. why? Those are things. You, when you see guys that choose to play for Nigeria, like William Truce Ekong, who who in their right mind was going to pick William Truce Ekong to play for for Holland? He was never had a chance. Yeah. So he dedicated himself to Nigeria. For, Balogun, uh, the Leon Balogun, mm-hmm. he was already almost thirty. He was in his late. Well, actually, that's not true. Balogun decided to play for Nigeria in his early twenties, but Balogun was never playing for Germany. Now, so he knew that from day one. So Nigeria was the only option he had. So he chose. So, and so those guys have been dedicated. So, right, let me,
0: so let me ask you this: So what does that say about us, though? If it's if everything, everything
1: if, every if, it says what we know. It says so. There's no. No, no, no. no,
0: no, no, no I mean, like, like if 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 we're if we are if we are only taking players that are rejects from other countries to come start for us. In a country, in a country where we have 200 million people, over 60% is under the age of 25, tropical weather, millions of natural athletes, but we have to take rejects from yeah. Belgium and
4: France
0: and everywhere else. Yeah, yeah, but Mr. <laughs> Mr. Boyer,
4: you're looking at it from that perspective. These these players are already in established teams. you know, if I'm a coach, I'll rather pick a player that plays for Crystal Palace, for example, than go back to Nigeria and pick the superstar in in one of the local clubs. Because cause it shows that they're getting proper training. They're getting a little bit of more standardized <laughs> approach. Yeah, those guys are ready. They're so, ready to so, go. So those guys are already established, and they're working with a team. They're working with established uh, corporations that that, that that can actually, you know, um, provide a little bit of better results. So I do get yeah. your perspective, but as a coach, you also have to look at what you have. If I have a player in Crystal Palace, I'm more likely going to pick that player than a superstar in I don't know Ben what's the uh, teams in Nigeria now. So you have to look at it that way. As as as, and and, and side as side a, side. as a player, as a player, I think some of these younger players that are not fully established are hindering themselves from not playing for Nigeria because World Cups. Like we just bought Enzo Fernandez because of how he did in the World Cup. He became the highest. Uh, you know, paid player. And, know, like playing, playing in these competitions are going to showcase you to other clubs that could potentially increase your stock. So national teams don't really pay money that much, you know, unless if you're a poor player. But like players like Eze and all of those guys, they might not want to come to Nigeria because they want to play in England. But they're not going to pick them in England until they get on Manchester United, for example. So, so, so it's kind of a, a pretty interesting way of. um you know, analyzing it, but at the end of the day, players have to do what's best for them. And, and but I don't want to look at them as thank rejects per se. Thank you. Thank you. Know, thank you. And They're I was going just gonna say that, that we're picked. You know. Let me ask you. Let me ask on, you a question. You know, in the middle, I didn't mean to. You know, interrupt. No no, so, no, 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 no. But you bring up a good point.
0: No, you bring up a good point, and I want to ask you a question based on that point you brought up, right? Yes, sir. You said that a coach is going to pick players that are already established playing in the the belgium's the the france's the england's those teams that the have a look
5: at you with the make, big five but
0: but let, remember if you remember our golden generation of players right came from a crop of players right that were primarily developed in nigeria and in a lot of cases were selected from nigeria Westerhoff identified and picked Kanu before he went to Ajax. True, true. Okay. George Vinidi was playing for Sharks of port before he went to Ajax, right? Samson, Siassia, the list goes on and on. Yakuba when was playing for Julius Berger. So,
1: Yakubu, first of all, Yakubu wasn't part of our golden generation. Let's just put that
4: out. Yeah, but I'm just saying. saying like, I, I feeling like, you know, in terms of, in terms of. And there's no corruption in football in Nigeria, where integrity is important, where I pick the best players to represent the country. Now you have people, coaches that get bribes to put players in. So, so there's
2: like that.
1: It's always been like that. Huh? No, it hasn't always no, been no. like this, Chris. So, That's not
4: true. Uh, so and and also,
1: to, to follow up with Boma's
4: uh, uh, but, question, but Boma the, the air, it's not up the up. same. I interrupted him. so Sorry, sir. You finished the point. There was a point you were trying to make earlier before I started talking again. So, so is that, are you talking to me? No, no. Mr. B- Mister B- Boma. Boma.
1: I'll, I'll just, asked. I asked you the
0: question, and you and you answered it with a with a very valid point, which is. That, but,
1: but I want to add to that. Bomo, sorry. Wait,
0: wait, I, uh, I, give me one second. He made a very valid point in that when we picked all those players from Golden Generation, what he said it was based on skill and credibility with the ball. Now they are paying coaches to pick players. We saw Salisu used to take money on camera, right? And Salatu Yusuf is still coaching the home-based Eagles today,
5: yep. <laughs> right? That 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 says it all.
0: But go <laughs> to ahead, go, to, to go, go ahead.
1: to your point about that golden generation era, and I think that's actually one of the things that's really hurt in Nigeria right now is that we're still relying, we're still going back. Oh, the golden generation, That's how they did it. Remember, that was a completely different era. Right. And back in those days, teams didn't know about these players from Africa. Our league was a well functioning league at that time. Like people used to show up to watch matches. I remember going to stadiums to watch Enugu Rangers, the stadium packed. Like at the gate before you enter, there could always be stampedes. That's how packed people used to go and watch matches. Um, FA the FA Cup, uh, what they used to call the challenge cup matches back in the day, man, between Abiola Babes. And Ranchers B are a Kaduna. Kano, uh, you know Maiduguri El Kanemi of All Oh, national team players were spread out. It's not like we had only uh, two or three uh, teams. That all the players. And let me okay. mention Enugu Rangers. Ranchers B are a Kaduna. Why national of okay. nationalable Uh, Patakot Sharks. Uh, uh Ben Dell Insurance. <laughs> Leventis United. Um, uh, uh, three. What's the shooting stars of Ibadan? Um, El Kanemi of Maiduguri. Uh, new Nigeria back,
0: new Nigeria uh, back. Uh, what's in the India. team
1: from Cross Rivers? Man,
0: Yalabarovas. Yalabarovas, Yalabarovas.
1: everybody had teams where players were on those teams. When you watch those matches, you finish with. We didn't watch no, there was no Premier League at the time, you now, but so. When the, the competitions that really highlighted those players were the African Cup of Nations, right? Back then, when you played African Cup of Nations, that's where you see all the stars of Africa. But scouts will come in because that's your chance to see them. It's not the same anymore. Our leagues, well, at least Nigeria's league has been depleted where once you, I, I said this a long time ago. If we have a player that's played three, four years in Nigerian League, he's not good. Not good. I don't want him on the Super Eagles. Most of our players, if you look at their profile, did not play one minute in the Nigeria Football League. Very few of them. Most of they them, them by 18 yeah, they were
4: gone. they're
1: out. You see what I'm saying? So to Zub's point, our national team players, our best players go abroad and they go abroad early. So what's the, there's no picking guys from the local team. We're going to get guys there from those. And and Zub said something else I agree with. I want to emphasize here and it's just, touching on Bomo. These aren't rejects necessarily. These are guys that weren't picked. There's levels to these things. Now we're ranked 43rd and FIFA ranked in FIFA rankings. England's ranked number 3 4
3: 5.
1: It's no sh- uh, even if we've got our players from Nigeria, it still will be on the it still will be on the level. You understand? They're, they're yeah, but, 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 number 43. They're not world class players. Even the guys we had back in the days were good were not world class players. They just were a team that had been built but, but this
0: is market. this is but this is the central point, right? In that we have all the ingredients, right? Even if they don't end up playing the Nigerian League and they don't. go abroad. Wait wait a second. Even if they don't play, end up playing the Nigerian League and they go abroad at the age of 17 or 18, we have all the ingredients. You know when you want to bake a cake? You get the butter. You get the flour. You get the eggs. You get the milk. You make a cake. We have all the ingredients to make the perfect cake. You see what I'm saying? In the well, sense that okay, we 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 have we have let me make the I point disagree. we have we don't we, we have the athletes we have the weather we we, we can establish the training facilities <laughs> we so don't we we have can, we, wait 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 so, wait, so we, we look it's not a coincidence right that we're talking about all these players whether it's Noni Madweke, ibert olise the list goes on and on of all these kids that happen to grow up in an environment where they were able to nurture their talent. And these guys are doing well on the global stage. We have all the, all the talent necessary, right? But we don't, we don't have the, the pieces in place to build and develop the talent that we need to. And I'll give you an example, right? Cuba. And I did a piece on Cuba. Cuba produces the best boxes on this planet, right? Cuba has an embargo. <laughs> they can't trade with any other country in the world. They take their athletes and they have some of the best baseball players on this planet. Countries with 10 times the resources don't produce the baseball players Cuba produces. They don't produce the boxers Cuba produces. So we have everything we need to create the kind of players that you see in La Liga or in France. We
1: do. But well, we I disagree just, because bro, it's not it's bro. not just about skill and athletic ability. You have to train them from day one. That's, that's you know, my point. We have
0: the ingredients, so but we need to we need to take that ingredients. And, and wait, you're from Jamaica. I saw a special. I saw a special about where you say Bolt trains in Jamaica. Uh-huh. And you know what his coach said? He said, I've gotten money and offers from sponsors to make this a world-class gym and facility and i've refused he said i leave it hot i leave it run down you saying both trades in this and he breaks world records because uh-huh. i want to set i want to set a point i want to make a point and that point yeah. has been made yeah and so that's the thing i'm saying about nigeria is that we complain about all these other things oh we don't have a world-class facility Oh, uh, uh but you look at
1: countries that don't have anything and they're producing world-class athletes but they but football is different. What, and what, those what? countries that produce the best players have the best facilities. Brazilians have facilities. Yeah, they learn their skills on the street first. But when it comes time to be professionals, they take them at young ages, put them in academies and train them up and to play for those local teams before they go into professional before they sell oh. into Europe. Argentina, so, the same thing. Nigeria, a problem, if you look at players who claim they're 18 years old, by the time they go to Europe, they have to break them down completely. The techniques are terrible. They, the touch is terrible. The coaching, they, they is, bad. The coaching is bad. They don't know how to make decisions on the ball. The coaching is bad. That's why. Mike. Well, that, that that's the thing. So when you say yeah. perfect, uh, when you say we have the perfect ingredients, I disagree with you because if, they, you, want cake, if you want to make a cake, hang on. If you want to make a cake, you got to have, yes, you want to use flour, but the flour you <laughs> grow in the wrong grass is not going to taste the same as Mike. the flour grown. You know what I'm saying? Like no, 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 but the Mike. let me explain the something. Mike, Mike, let me explain
5: Mike. To you. the analogy yes, you're
1: using is
0: wrong. If you want to bake a cake, you take all the ingredients, right? But if the chef is bad,
1: well, there's more than right? one thing. Ingredients alone doesn't make the cake. Ingredients alone don't make the cake. <laughs> if if you if you take if you take two same chef, let's take the same chef, you get Whole, uh, your material from Whole Food Markets. I don't know if you guys have that in Canada, but you—if you, you lived in America, so you know Whole Foods. Yes. Or you get your ingredients from some rundown super supermarket, or you get them from the farmers market. Same shit. The cake is not going to come out the same, or the meal is not going to come out the same. Mike, I think what
5: I think what Bomer is saying is right because this whole argument stemmed from we trying to say having the English-based players come to Nigeria or come to Jamaica. Now, you and I know that if you guys, Mike, if you get all the players you want from the top five league, you could be the coach and bring this team to a certain level in any competition right now. You get what I'm saying? So when he's saying that the ingredients is there, it is there because these kids... Are being trained in the best facilities. No, in the he's world, talking about he's talking
1: about in ingredients in- inside Nigeria, not outside Nigeria. He's talking about the ingredients inside Nigeria, and that's where I'm saying the ingredients. Although we, that's that's the first thing we have to stop saying that we have the world beaters. But, but we don't produce no, 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 no. the best players until they leave friend, Nigeria.
4: Oh, sorry. We also Zip, go ahead. Zip, go ahead. Between talent and having uh, a, a formal approach to football. Like me, I, I went to Bowling Green, Ohio with my my brother here in Ohio. I had soccer talent, but I didn't have the, the skills of what it was actually required. I can dribble, but can you cross those balls? Can you follow a team format? So, a lot of players in Nigeria sure has great talent, great skills. But they don't have that, exactly. And these guys in England. Formal training to kind of uh, really, you know. Right. Easy. Yeah, these guys in England have the best coaches. And G-game.
0: G-game. That's Bingo. What yeah, Bingo. that is the point I'm making, and, and I liken the coach to the chef. What, yeah, you're missing my analogy, Mike. What I'm saying is, the coach <laughs> is the is the chef. The ingredients are what the other items you use to mold into the cake. It's like a sculptor, right? A sculptor will get him, you get him a rock. If he has a very nice rock, he chips away the rough edges, mm-hmm. and he comes up with a great. Portrait, or whatever it is you want to call it, right? So in Nigeria, you have the guys that are naturally fast, strong, the weather is perfect. We have terrible
1: coaches. I will admit that, right? But but, but, by by the time we start having to pick guys to play for the national team, right? By the time we want to pick guys to play for national team, if you now say, let's go to Nigeria, let's go to England, at that point, we're not talking about coaches anymore. We're talking about the ingredients now because they've been molded or whatever the case may be. Yes. The Nigerian players in the Nigerian league. Are not as they're not comparable to the players, whether Nigerian, of born, the Nigerian. or or you know foreign-born players, whichever the case may be, that have gone to Europe and been molded. So yes, we may. So what I'm saying is the ingredients I'm looking at. I think that's the difference in perspective what we're talking about. I'm talking about the ingredients when it's time to pick them. Where do you pick them from? From Nigeria or from? <laughs> Europe, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, so and I mean quite Europe. frankly, we our, our players by the time they're re- if they're at the age or the level to be picked by the national team, just not. They're not. Yeah, Mike, and, 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 Mike, I, think this, and about... I agree with the reasons for those reasons that tra- you mentioned.
5: Mike, every yes. every country, every this is what every country is doing now. They're developing the younger players, and then they're shipping them to Europe.
1: We're right? not developing the younger
5: players. So, though. Okay, so Leon Bay. That, that is the
0: point I make. Leon
5: Leon, I'm saying, yeah. at, Leon Bailey. That's at Austin Villa right now. He the was player. developed a little bit in Jamaica. Then him and his dad. I don't know if you guys know the story. They moved to Europe. It was the same thing. Ryan's story was. Ryan Sterling's story was different. The mom. The mom migrated to England, and he took soccer up, and you know he was good at it at Liverpool. Yada yada yada. Yeah. But this is the thing. This is the business. This is what's going on now, even in the United States. They are developing the kids from 12 years old before they hit 18, and they want them to go to Europe. They want to ship them off. They want them to go over there in the academy, Uh, Madrid, Barcelona, Chelsea, any academy, and then you could come back. But what I'm saying is now, before we get to this point, before we get to them having it as a business aspect of everybody doing as a business thing, is it? Is there any glitch in the system where, like, uh, they are holistic or, or I've been brainwashed to the fact where they're saying, "Hey, I don't want to go back and represent Nigeria because I'm so stuck on the chance that I could play for England. I was bred here, I was trained this way, I, I I know soccer this way, and I don't want to take it outside of the country. Is it there? You know, guys are saying into his ears, "Hey, you might get a call up. Hold on." You know, don't reach out to you to your roots or whatever the case may be. You know, we don't know what what is being told at the club or whenever they go out or whatever the case may be. That's making them not make this decision to come back and play for, you know, Nigeria or or or, or Jamaica to a point where when I remember the other day when um, Antonio came to play to Jamaica, he came down on a private jet. West Ham sent him down there on a private jet. Um, they send him with two or three assistants, I think. And the funny thing is, the assistants they walk the pitch before he plays. So if their decision was like, yo, this pitch is too bad for you to play, he would have they would have he would have tell the coach, yo, not blame or play 10 minutes. Like, how can a club, which that's beyond the point still? But what I'm saying is they have so much control over certain things that we don't know what they're being told in England. You know what I'm saying? Even though they're being bred and and, and mowed in England, we want them to come and represent us because they're playing at the highest level. It's one of the most competitive and the toughest league in the world. And, you know, we want to see these guys in all colors. Yes, we do. But we don't know what is going on in the back door, what they're being told. You know what I'm saying? Or or, how they're being bred and trained to this level of com-
1: um, competitiveness in their life. So Yeah, completely agree with you, Wayne. Course- completely agree with you. And I think the, the summary of all of this, if I had to just say something real fast about that summary, is that it's more than one factor. And there's one other thing that we also not, uh, and that's what you summarize in essence. You summarize all the different factors that could be um, responsible for them not wanting to come, whether it's they're looking out for their careers, what's best for their careers. But the other part of it that I don't think we talk about enough these guys were born in in England.
4: That is true.
1: They were born in England. That is true. Or, or they, they probably feel more English than Nigerian. And Nigerian, saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone was true. saying, oh, true. it depends on the household. Yes and no, to a certain extent. Yes, the way your parents raised you may matter, but you gotta remember you spend more time outside of your household when you're growing up than inside. You're in school with your friends. You're growing up in a system. The way you feel, yes, you might be Nigerian, you might interact with a lot of Nigerians and Jamaicans. You go to all the parties and everything. But really, you're growing up in England. You're being, you know, the English national anthem. That's all you know. Some of them can't even sing the Nigerian national anthem self. So, you, know, um, you know, so at the end of the day, you're asking somebody to go go represent that country. But it's like, but I'm American. And I'm yeah, it still, right?
5: Obama, it still goes back to what Bummer. It still goes back to what Bummer say, though. It's, it's still appearance because. I mean it's their job to send them over there on summer breaks and you know <laughs> stuff like this keep them close
4: to their roots you know let them know what home really is a lot of um, them do that but
1: still end up question, what did you to think what, what
4: did you guys think Morocco did different in this last World Cup almost 80% of their players they just have Moroccan descent but they don't they're not from Morocco Ziyech is not Moroccan he doesn't live there parents up. Literally, I so, think eighty percent of their players just has yeah. Moroccan. Uh, so, so, a couple of, of things. Zoo, zoo, so, how yeah. about your to point? Do the Nigeria. What's, what's his, um,
0: That's the Mike, question. You know, you know this. What's his name that plays for PSG? Uh, Hakimi.
5: Yeah, Hakimi, Hakimi, yeah, Hakimi yeah. could
0: have played. Hakimi could have played for, for Spain. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But he turned them down.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. So what this is this is different? this is the point. Yeah, this is the point I'm making. Right. So, in in in, uh, in Nigeria, listen. I know Nigerians who had their kids that were born here and almost every summer or not summer but maybe now it is it's a little bit more difficult of the security situation but at a point they were taking their kids not just to lagos to the village they were going down and the people i even know they're from the east they they were going straight to anambra all the time right maybe now it is because of the security it's kind of calmed down a little but those kids when 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 you talk to them they tell you, hey, I'm Nigerian, born and raised in the U.S., right? So there's a certain mentality that a kid develops growing up, even if they say, okay, yeah, I'm American, but they develop a certain affinity with that home country. And if the kid is an athlete, right, the kid will say, hey, this is who I want to represent. It, it comes down to, look at Akini, look at Zia Those guys could have played for other countries,
1: they chose not to. Yeah, they not to. yeah, yeah those was, they, good one, they wanted to play. Number one is I, I don't I don't I don't know if that's exactly if that was, Zub was asking. I'm not really hundred percent sure of your question, whether you're asking whether what do they do different for those it guys to play a, for Morocco
4: it was or a, what do they do yeah. to be so good? So number yeah, yeah, one, yeah. you gotta
1: understand Morocco, Spain um uh, right there to one another. Like literally, you can in, in one less than one hour on a bo- boat ride, you can be from Spain to Mo- from Morocco to Spain to France, not far. Those countries are Mo- Morocco is basically a yeah, European African country. Yeah, they're part of
5: Right,
1: right. So they even they even applied to be a part of Europe one time, I believe. And they yeah, got that rejected. rejected. So it's not it's not a fair comparison to look at that comparison between the Moroccans and, and Nigeria. And, and, and then the other thing too, if you think about the North Africans. They have a little bit of an inclusive mentality because of religion. They all have the same religion, one, and also they all speak the same language, Arabic. You know, like, and it's a, and they also seem to suffer the same amount of persecution. Such that when you go to France, they have a neighborhood that is Arab. You see what I'm saying? And not just Arab. It'll be like a Moroccan neighborhood, an Algerian neighborhood. So. It's when they when these guys are in France, they're literally in Algeria still, and they literally in Morocco still. Even in England, Seth, if you go to like Edge, I don't know how many of you have been in England, Ed, Edgware Road. You just came from England. Yeah, well, Edgware, I,
0: I, I, was, I was actually in Colendale, which is like a station, one stop from Edgware. So okay, I if in, you I ever Edgware.
1: go back to England, just go to Edgware Road. Go there at nighttime. At 3 a.m. in the morning, everything else in all of England, London is closed. That's the only place open. It's all Arab. It's nothing but Arab stores. You can go get hookah. You can go sit there and drink their tea, eat, do whatever you want. It's all Arab and Lebanese people. So they keep their culture very uh, insular, so to speak. You see what I'm saying? So it's a little bit different. Moroccans stay Moroccans. Nigerians, we also have that issue where even though we're in a country, we're not really one. You understand? Man. It's like everyone, people are more Igbo, more Yoruba, more this than Nigerian. The the this, they're they tribe first in Nigeria, than they are Nigeria first. While those guys, that, that, are, that, that, my brother, that's all we
0: that's all we need Biafra. You know, we
1: need to, the, 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 those guys are Moroccan first before anything else, Algerian yes. first before anything else, Egyptian first before anything else. So it and then you think about all those wars they fought with the colonial masses. They take, those guys take that personally, man. They will. Ne- it will take a long. It'll take. It'll be hard for them. guys like Benzema. It's hard. It's, it's different that he played for France. People, Algerians are looking at him like, "Why do you play France?" you know, and Zidane. Why do you play?
5: But I think um, all of this, all of this is stemming from the corrupted government in the football organization for this country. Because most of you are the other third world countries, They don't have these problems. Mexico, um, Chile. Um you know, guys not in the play for these country. They they would rather go back home and play for their country than you know, um playing for England or. Very, true. Very true. Um, It's it's a different with it's a difference with Jamaica and, and, and Nigeria I can't wrap my head around. Unless Nigeria and Jamaica like literally, you know, make it big globally and, and on the soccer forefront, then you know, we'll probably see the floodgate open where guys start to try to run in and and want to play for the country, want to represent the country. But you know, I mean this happens with a lot of players because um, you know, it happens with the Portuguese, um, on the Portuguese side of things, you know, Brazilians and and, and, and Portugal as well. Uh, you know, some guys on the Spain side. But but these cl- these these countries are big countries. So if, you, if you decide to play for Portugal, it's like you're still playing for, for, for a top country. If you decide to play for Brazil, you're still a top country, to way. So, you know, if you want to receive you more, you really, really, really really, really it's just a difference when you when, when you actually introduce uh, an in argument or any country of property per se and, and, and like a jamaica or a trinidad or you know one of these low level um, countries in the in, in south america so you know um you know argentina don't have this problem you got people running over there to argentina they're a the third world country it's <laughs> just say you know ecuador don't have these problems all the Ecuadorian players to play for Ecuador. They're a terrible country. So I think it stems with the corruption as you guys started. I from agree with you, Wayne. You're absolutely right on that. You know, these football... Because most of these football federations, they're putting up a front and they're getting money from FIFA and they're not, you know, they're not making the football fraternity in the country feasible and pleasable to players when they come there. They're not treating them with love and respect just the same. I mean, we can't blame the players. It still goes back to the Football Federation, which is there in Jamaica. And um, I don't know um, the name of the Football Federation in Nigeria. But it still goes back to there. Because if we look at every other small country in the region, all their players represent their country and have to represent their country. People are trying to make it um, to play for these countries. You know, Chile, as I said, Argentina, Ecuador, and these countries are really good for And this goes back to the question. I, this goes back to the question I asked earlier.
2: What's the benefit for a player who was born in England,
1: decided to go play for Nigeria? What's what's there? What, Chris, what is,
4: Chris, exposure, um, better exposure. Yes.
1: And, Zu, thank you for saying that, because I, I actually will make one point here, and this might be the last thing I say about this topic, because I think we've bitten beaten this down. Yeah. To ball, but <laughs> Nigeria, and I'll always go back to Nigeria. First of all, Wayne, no disrespect, but Nigeria is a known known name in world football. We're no, not I'm right. not saying not, you're not known. No, no, no. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm know saying no disrespect to Jamaica or any other country. Nigeria is a big name in football. At least Africa, we're like in we're, when you think of African football, we one of the first countries you Ghana. In, right? Like, Ghana comes to my of, mind when I think
5: about it. Nigeria? Well, whatever I, it
1: is. The, <laughs> the no, to
5: God. be honest, I I mean, seriously, I'm not joking. I, I, you know, I've been watching soccer for a long time. My my African team is Ghana.
1: Yeah, no, um, it's it's no problem. I, <laughs> have, yeah. I have no <laughs> big issue. But the point I'm trying to make here, if I can get <laughs> this point no, across, no, is since... When
5: Egypt won the African Club of Nations, I was like, where was Ghana? They said they beat Ghana. I yeah,
4: couldn't. that's sad. I
5: yeah,
3: almost.
4: <laughs> what well, uh, Zub said is exposure, right? I just think so, you Nigeria don't succeed because of our own problems, but we have talented... Nigerian grown players in Europe that can actually—I mean, look at Austin, This point, look at—and I can start naming players. It's yeah, just believe, the, the believe, internal Nigerian issue prevents us from being as successful as we should be. That's my take on it.
1: No, you're absolutely right, ZU. But the point I'm trying to make here is: before the 2018 World Cup, huh, we rarely ever had foreign-based players, like foreign-born players, represent Nigeria. Right, we had uh, some of you. I don't know how old all of you are on this panel, but I see some grays, so I know you guys are close to me in age. Anyway, so um, we had Ruben Aguilar. You remember Ruben Aguilar? Yep, uh-huh. from from the '92 Nations Cup, one of those first guys that actually came from was born abroad and came and represented us. Other than that, if you think about that, it's not too many that were born. I think maybe Shaijo Jana. Um, I can't remember it, too many, but after the 2018 World Cup, we had an influx of players that were foreign-born that either declared they wanted to play for Nigeria or we were being we were pursuing them. Oh, now that has something to do with, of course, with the rules that change a little bit to allow more players to be able to play in multiple national teams and on what. But you can't discount that jersey sale. In 2018 World Cup, when that jersey came out, that was the biggest hit in the 2018. Before the World Cup was the biggest story, that Nigerian jersey, everybody wanted it. Nigerian team actually were attractive to watch. All of a sudden, guys that had Nigerian heritage that had never thought about it decided, mm, maybe I want to play for that country. And we we're actually doing pretty well. But like Zub just mentioned, we we, we self-sabotage a lot. And we found a way to self-sabotage that situation where it was, I think we were placed in a place where we could have just taken, if we managed that well, to take our football to the next level. Well, unfortunately, we're back to ground zero again.
0: Yeah, zoo so so you, you joined us a little later. What we're discussing is, you mentioned Osimen. What are your thoughts about him, his success level? Now, Osiman is one of those guys, as we all know, was developed... In an academy in Nigeria up until he was 17, played for Nigeria for the under 17, went, was the best player at under 17. They went to Wolfsburg from Wolfsburg, ended up going to France, and then he's currently one of the most sought after forwards in all of Europe. Um, <clears throat> what are your thoughts about him um, in Europe currently? Uh, in terms of ranking, is he one of the best
4: forwards in all of Europe? Well, I mean, I. I... I know, I know his career has been, especially in Italy, he's had a lot of injuries, and um, uh, uh, but I'm glad he's slowly recovering. From that perspective, right? Um, you know, he's a uh, he's your classic number nine. He's tall, strong. He has crazy pace. Um, and, you know, it kind of reminds me of a you know a, a Is it Abramovich? Wow. <laughs> Ibrahimovic. Ibrahimovic. Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, to me, he's a, he's an um I, you know now of course i have my reservation about italy as well you know compared to england um the teams are a little bit more faster a little bit more stronger so it'd be interesting to see how he does let's say if he example comes to england but i i mean i regard him as a as a world-class uh striker um and i'm altogether i'm just happy that he's uh finally finding his form and tearing things up in italy.
0: okay yeah do you think um when we start our campaign for AFCON and the qualifiers, we have games against Sudan or Mauritius or Cape Verde that they should take Oseman to go play in all these games or do they just reserve him for the key games, kind of manage him, keep him fresher, you know, because of the travel involved in African football, you know, the journeys yeah. are long and all that stuff. What, what are your thoughts about that?
4: Um, I mean, I, I think if I'm a soccer player, I don't I mean, I, don't, I can only speak for myself. I don't want to sit on the bench. I, I want to play. I have to, um, you know, I mean, Messi plays all games. You know, he he, he doesn't care if he has to go play, in, you know, in, in, in Qatar where there's sun and all that. So if you're a soccer player and you're representing your country, you have to play, you have to represent. Um, you know, uh, but once again, going back, what we talk about Nigerian players and Nigeria, how we sabotage ourselves, even you can see a couple of world cup games or qualifying games that the players are not trying hard enough because whether they don't want to get injured or, um, uh, but to answer your, your question specifically, I personally think that if you're a soccer player and you're representing your country, you should play games. You should play all these games. I don't care if it's Sudan or whatever. Um. Now, as a coach, you should, the job of a coach is to strategically um, decide when to use a player. Uh, um, you know, if you see a game that you feel like you can win, then you can maybe play other players. But uh, personally, I believe that every player, if you're in the team, you should go wherever the team goes. And the coach's job is to then make a decision. But I altogether, if I'm the coach, I will play my best players at every single game, unless if I don't have to, basically. So you um, think,
0: yeah, you think we select our first 11, right? And the entire qualifiers, we played our first 11 through the qualifiers into the tournament. Because um, one of the, and another question I have for you is is the depth of our of our squads. Because yes. typically we become over-reliant on certain players um, and we lack depth moving forward. Do you think... And this is just a question. I just want to get. Yes, it sir. Yeah. Do, do you think it's um if we just feature our first eleven all the time, it'll
4: be a good way of building our? Death um, I mean, of, of course. It. Like, I, like I said, you—that's uh, mm-hmm. the job of a coach to kind of look in and say, okay, hmm, Austin Man just came out of a serious, serious injury. You know, maybe I should maybe sit him out and and play other more important games. Um, but 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 if I'm the coach, with well, Osman being the best, absolutely, he's going to be there. He's going to train with the team. I will, I will always take the best players to every play time. Then as a coach, I have to then make that decision. Um, I mean, what's his name? It, uh, Ian Williams? Uh, he plays, I mean, I think the last game he, he missed out, he, he's he been playing for Atletico Madrid, or is it Atleti, whatever, for, for almost seven seasons now. He hasn't I missed. It.
1: like 245 yeah. straight yeah. games like, or
4: something like that. Yep. For the first time. So as a coach, in a country where we're poverty, we're, we're Nigeria, the only time that we have excitement in Nigeria is where we win in a uh, Olympics, I was in Nigeria when we beat uh, Brazil. That was the one time my life that I remember my dad is happy. We're out on the street celebrating. So the country is so poor that we, we get this little excitement from football. And that's one thing we have. So, so I will prioritize. It. I will prioritize my best players because when he goes back to Italy, they play him in all the games. They want him to win.
1: Play yeah, and, and 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 Zub, we, this question was asked, or we talked about this earlier. And the thing I mentioned was that, hey, come on, why are we even bringing that up? Mbappe plays against Faroe Islands when they're playing the European Cup too. Help. So, so look, you got to play your best players. That's what they. Like, Everything you said was pretty much on par with what I think the general – at least I know what I was talking about. Like, look, players play. You can't tell players, oh. And then also, these games, there's only so many national team games. you got to build your national team. So, actually, I want to address a couple of things you mentioned. You were saying, oh, our first 11. Well, that's the reason why you have these FIFA rankings, why we're ranked number 43 in the world, why other teams are ranked number five or three, because their, their depth is much stronger than ours, obviously. But you also can't say, oh, this team is not as good, so I shouldn't play this player, because you're doing two things. One, you're building that mentality in a team that you can overlook a team, which is very dangerous. How many times have we lost lost the Central African Republic, for God's sake, in Lagos not too long ago? We gave up four goals, a four-goal lead against Sierra Leone not too long ago. So, and with our best players on the field, that's one. And the other thing, too, is those are – even if it's teams that aren't that great – that's still an opportunity for your team to blend. You can't miss that opportunity to blend these teams. How many times have we talked about, oh, they look like they don't have any cohesion because they're not playing together enough. Uh, a good coach, especially national team coach, knows his first 11 and first, really first 16. Outside of that, you can tinker with those players to add to the squad and bring in, bring out, bring in, bring. but for the most part, you don't want to change that too much. Also, you lose that cohesion going into a tournament or whatnot.
0: Hmm. okay. Interesting, because, you know, different coaches have different perspectives. No, we're talking about if you have a squad of of a pool of players, in order to identify your first 11 and build up a depth chart for your squad, do you play your best players at every game? Yes, you want to win, so it'll make sense to try to play the best guys so you can get a W, but Club level time, or international level. international level, not club level. You oh. know. At the same time, you know, do you also manage your best players so the tournament you're?
1: I think it was asking the tournament you're trying to qualify for. Basically, the the, the thing we were talking about was like a guy oh, like Dick man. It's an interesting thing. Okay, you see,
0: yeah, no, you see different styles. You know, um. Some coaches, I remember the U.S. Coach that was managing Christian Pulisic at one time. Uh, Captain America, trying to, <laughs> yeah, trying to manage him into a tournament. I think it was the Gold Cup. Um, so you see, different different coaches employ, employ different skills or different strategies, methods. Yeah, they're, they're
5: different strategies. Tactics. Yeah, so some some were like, hey, I'm
0: I'm playing this guy every game. I don't care. Leading up, some are like, okay. Let's manage this guy. Okay, this game Ossiman starts, this game Moffitt starts. This game, this guy will just go in. I have the squad to qualify. I know we're going to beat this guy, so I manage
5: them accordingly. But it all depends. I think it comes down to the coach's philosophy and the kind of sometimes you gotta understand it's the it's the only hope these coaches have playing their best players. Because besides yes. from not playing their best players, they don't stand a chance of winning the game.
0: Yes, and those are the teams that don't have depth, right? You have zero depth if if Thankfully Nigeria is not one of those teams. I could say we should be able to beat most of the teams in Africa even if Osimhen does not start for us. We should be. We should be. Doesn't mean we will. We have we have players that can come in and make things happen on Yeah, their but day.
1: Boma, I don't think we're I don't think we're at that level where we can afford to be saying we shouldn't play our best players. There's no country in the world that will not play their best players first. I don't I don't care who they are. Brazil will always put out their best 11 first. Now if they qualify want- for the tournament, then they might bring in other guys to play. But there's no top team in the world that will not put the best players on the field first with all things being equal.
0: On the contrary, if you watch Brazil in qualifiers for like any one of these tournaments, if you look at their squads, it's rotated. When they get into the tournament, you see a standing squad moving forward. And, And the reason why I'm asking this question is really a question, it's not a stance. And the reason why I'm asking this question is because the African travel and games being played are very different. You see what I'm saying? And and <clears throat> some coaches don't care. Some coaches are like, hey, that's what it is. We saw Stephen Keshi bringing guys we had never heard of
1: oh, that became – no, 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 no. no. Yes, was collecting like, bribe. now. We nah, know this. Nah, come on we, come know. on. we know. It's, it's been it's out there. It's not. No, it's, no, I, no, I don't want to talk bad about a dead man. But Keshi much he, good as he did, did as much bad for Nigerian football, I, too. I
2: said it. I said it's been like this for years. And you yes, guys now. And then, and then the it other part, too. Like Brazil
1: that. can rotate the squad because their quality is yeah. much better. Yeah. So when they bring yeah, in their second 11, it's almost as good as their first 11. While Nigeria's second 11 is not almost as good as their first 11. So that's not a good comparison. You know what I'm saying? Whenever you look at Brazil, even the the guys that are bringing in to rotate are still the top – they're still putting the squad out there that is a quality squad to defeat the opponent. You're not going to see them do that against Argentina when they play they might do that against Bolivia when they already have a six-point gap, and they know they're going to qualify with two matches left. They will rotate. Brazil plays the best team, as, as if available, all the time. I, all the time, all even qualifiers. if it comes for friendly yes. matches. friendly know. matches. They will put the
3: best all the time. There.
1: Yeah, so I don't know what Bo- you're talking about rotating. They don't rotate Boma, their players. Boma, the remember, ones they rotate are still good enough. They're bro- bro-
2: Boma, you bro- remember bro- a few years ago, they you rotate, got me They rotate yes, your top yes. player. Boma, you remember a few years ago, you got me an ESPN pass when Nigeria national team came to Jacksonville, Florida to play the US. We got beat 3-0. 2-1,
1: 3 it, it was 2-1. But yes, we, oh, 2-1. we yeah, the best stadium.
2: 2-1. I'm sorry. This was yeah, a he, was he
1: he, there with he, us. The yeah, 0. but he
0: had a he had a pass. So he went into the locker. He met the yes. players. Listen, Wait, you gave him that, day, that pass and cold. you and I went to the game. <laughs> yeah. We didn't have the
1: pass. <laughs> Hold oh, on, oh, no, no. Hold on, oh, your no. Chris, I beg, I beg. Let 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 let, 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 us Chris, let Chris. <laughs> this one, this basket small. Oh, like Hold on, you and I were inside no. that stadium. We traveled all the way from Tampa. Like, I came all the way from California. Bro, like, What like the mess? Let Chris.
2: you don't say the Toronto. This one is, this <laughs> my My brother, <laughs> that game, I was so hard at that game because I looked at the team, the U.S. team that beat the Nigerian national team was not up to par at all. Oh, we really? had people like Altador for U.S. <laughs> you he the defenders.
0: He made, Yobo, he made Yobo look stupid. In he that made game, Yobo.
2: And, and this is the thing. Another thing that pissed what? me off at of that game, Stephen Cashy, Boma, if you didn't know this, I'm, I'll tell you this from experience. Stephen Cashy and Mikel OB had an issue. They had issues before they flew to that game. To the point Mikel, Left them at the uh, in Tampa. He left them in Jacksonville, and he flew separately to Brazil. I re, I I I I remember this. They had some issues. My point is this: the players actually put on the team that day. I, I didn't even know who these guys were, and they embarrassed us. Well,
5: was they that the B team or me? the A team, Chris?
1: He didn't put on, Is he, it the BR you know, so No, but a lot of those guys ended up playing. So I remember that. I remember. So me and Boma went to that match. So Come on. We, drew, we drove three hours from Tampa to that match, and me and him had a bitter argument on Come our way on. back because I was telling him this: we don't have world class players. Our players aren't good enough. And he was arguing with me that oh, our players are really good, we have more. I was like, just no, man. Just look at the players. Let's be objective. Let's not be. Let's not use our Nigerian hat. There's only one player on that squad that maybe at the time would have been considered somewhat of a top quality player, and that was the guy you just mentioned. That was Mikel Obi. Everybody else was either average or below average. And then on top of that, Keshi brought in some very baffling: Michael Babatunde. And yes. He had Uche Walfour. Yes. Um, he had um, Chalamio B. Those are guys he took to the. Ah! Uh oh boy, uh, Juwan, uh, uh Juwan Lashiwan or whatever the name Oshani 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 one. Who was the backup. It was a uh, got injured in the friendly in the match in Boston prior to that match in the US. That's why he ended up being a starter on that team. But, but guys, Ilbo was guys, already in his last guys, legs, no, sure. should not been playing. Can she, can
0: she qualified from the knockout stages? Right. But,
2: but but that's not the yeah,
0: point. No, no, that's Bob, not no, the point at no, all. No. Football. No, 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 wait, wait, we won African Cup of Nations, but we're
1: wait, taking wait, steps backward. Which is the every, funny everything? Thing. Everything you said, both of you said, is
0: hundred percent true. But here's here's also something else that's true. Can she won Afcon? Can she qualify for the World Cup? Keshi took them out of the qualifying rounds and into Bam. the second round. And they lost to the team that won the World Cup. They didn't right? win
1: the World Cup, bro. They didn't win the
0: World well, Cup. Who, who, we lost to France, right?
1: Yeah, they, loved, and they France, lost in semifinals. Semifinal. the semifinals. Okay, Cup. yeah, yeah.
0: Germany won, sorry. So we, he
1: essentially got the job done. He did, but guess what? That's if the thing they, about Keshi. If, if, if not for corruption, we could have done better. In essence, there was more to be done and couldn't be done because of Keshi. On top of all that, guess what happened? His Keshi's legacy. A lot of people don't talk about it. Yes, we won AFCON 2013, but we didn't qualify for the next one as defending champions. Didn't qualify for the one after that. And that was a, a direct result of the mess that Keshi left us in when he left the national team because we were having players that had no business in that team playing qualifiers for 2015. No, but that was absolutely, absolutely. Bro, bro, That's what it was. No, no, absolutely when We, start, no, no. we absolutely. fired Keshi in the middle of that qualifying bro, series, brought in Samson Siassia. and Siassia had good results, but we couldn't overcome. Well, the guys, loss. Here's, here's,
0: here's what's not fair you can't say a man was successful. He left the team,
3: you could and the have reason. Wait, 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 involved, wait,
0: wait, 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 wait a second. And the reason why we weren't successful moving forward, even though you brought in a new coach that could have picked his own squad, right? Mm. You're still blaming the guy that left.
1: That's no, we didn't bring in a new coach. We brought Keshi back. We brought Keshi back. He started wait, wait. the qualifiers in 2015. We fired his ass.
0: We fired, we fired Keshe, and the then we brought a... it. We brought in a right? CSI came in and took
1: over. We the had Keshi to start the qualifying series because of poor result or argument with the NFF. Keshi got relieved of his duties while yeah. we were, we're having all, well, poor results. Not I'm, only, not, I, I'm not, I'm not, only Keshi, was it for the African qualifier, I, what we, what also, we also almost lost our first match in the World Cup qualifier right after being champions to guess who? Guess who? Kenya. Okay. Kenya yeah. had never scored a single goal against Nigeria in Nigeria, and they scored <laughs> well, two that funny. day. We were down 2 0. Yep. we came back and tied the match. So, <laughs> we almost, so, for 2018, for the World Cup qualifiers, we started out in a very <laughs> precarious situation because the guy, understand? And then, Oh, that's all right. That, yeah, that was for the, and then almost, and then make it to the to the Nations Cup the next year because of all that maga maga and Ruru that was doing. Yeah, yeah, So yes, I, I, and I think he gets think, credit. You can't, no, no, you can't no, 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 take no,
0: no, the credit. No. He took I'm not going to. give him credit. I, and what I will do is say, the Federation also had a part to play. Bro, wait, wait, keep in mind. mind wait, 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 wait. wait That was my one point. That's my point, though, is that. When Keshi left, was the Federation owing him money? Yes. Of course, the won. answer is yes. When Keshi left, <laughs> did he have issues with his contract? Yes. After, was in not the 2014 World Cup that Keshi took them to where, at the end of the day, Jonathan Goodluck has to fly a plane of cash out there to pay players? Yep. Yes. So So... I don't think that was that Ghana. That was us. That happened to us. <laughs> they were trying to find ways to get that them money. They happened to Ghana. Dude. They happened yeah, to, to, to Ghana too. <laughs> oh, God. Right. So I, I look at Kesha and I'm like, look, they fired him. They brought in General Raw after a while. After firing a couple of coaches, General Raw, they gave him more resources. He didn't accomplish what Keshe accomplished.
5: Right. So,
0: so when you when you really look at and Pissaro, let me not even get started with that guy. That he's he's just I don't even know what to call Pissaro
1: at this point. We who no one even knows what he's doing. What's Picero doing? Who knows? But it's too early. It's too early to make any uh, determinations. Anyway, with that guy. But let's. No, all I all I had
0: to see was that Portugal game. That was it. That's all I needed to see.
1: Yeah, I, I, would, I think some of it too had to do with the players, man. The players, there was no motivation. They didn't play. I mean, we didn't, We had guys that are not our best players. It's just too many things. One thing I'll say about Pacero is I can't really say anything about him until we see. I mean, he's done what he's supposed to do in qualifiers, be, albeit against lower-seeded teams, you know. But all friendlies lost, lost all qualifiers lost, lost. won. I mean, but in, if you're gonna say that, you're gonna have to. You have to give him credit for winning no, every qualifier. No, no. Matches well, actually count.
0: Yeah, I don't see a methodology. I don't see a strategy. I, I actually do. Man. I actually do. I actually, uh, what, 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 I actually what's see this, a plan. What's, what's his strategy?
1: What's his I strategy? actually see a plan. He's trying to build an offensive team, and we look more offensive than we did on the in the last days of getting at RAW, and which is one of the reasons why RAW got fired because it just looks like we didn't have a pattern and we we're too conservative. The problem with that trying to switch that is also not having all the players available at his disposal for the friendly matches. And every single friendly match he's he's taken over. He's been playing with one hand tied behind his back and trying to establish a rhythm. He hasn't had Ntd, who is you know whatever. I don't know his form now. Or oh, Cman number one. You know even uh, Man hasn't been available. I mean, come on. If you look at Chukwueze, there's a whole bunch of players of the ilk that you know will start are not playing. But even when you look at Dessers, has been the guy who's been playing almost every friendly. You know Dessers has actually looked kind of all right as a lone striker when he's played. In that, sp- it's just too much. In that Portugal-friendly, Portugal is Portugal on one level. They're going to the World Cup. You're asking guys that are disappointed in not going, trying to go on vacation, not get injured, you know, and so on and so forth. That, I look at that match as just guys didn't even want to be there, you know. Things, I can't judge him until we start seeing real matches. You have to give the man time to actually establish what he has to do. I'm not saying he's the man for the job, but I'm not going to say anything bad about him quite yet. Um, brothers, I do have to leave. Yep, yep. All right, sir.
0: So. Zoo, before we go, let me get your thoughts on Bicero.
4: Um I think I agree with my brother, uh, Mr. Okoro here. Uh we what he's gonna do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not buying his brand though. I,
0: I've seen all the friendlies I've seen.
4: Just, <laughs> I just I, I, I honest,
0: I'm telling you, I, I, I think this is another cash lock It will cash in the hand. Sailing off to the Sunset coach that's just come in. He's going to get paid a lot of money. Salary is guaranteed. The NFF can't fire him right now because they have to pay. Where is this coach
5: from? Well, is he Nigerian? He's Portuguese. No, it's Portuguese. It's Portuguese. It's Portuguese.
0: Portuguese. You know, and, and I just think it's another mistake with another foreign coach that we're going to end up giving a, a free golden parachute at the end of this whole yeah, experiment. It's,
5: it's, 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 it's with every country. It's the same thing happened to Jamaica. They brought in all these overseas coaches. And pay him a bunch of money. They don't perform when they still gotta pay him and cut them loose. Yeah,
0: yeah. Listen, they just paid John Roar. They were forced yeah. to pay, him because mm-hmm. yeah, his salary was guaranteed. Yeah. So, anyways, guys, listen, we, we're live every Friday. Thank you so yeah, okay. much for joining. Um, Thank you, you
3: know,
0: guys. Yeah. yeah. If Thanks you, if for the check, 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 check us out every Friday. We'll be live, and uh, talking about different topics. Thanks again, and uh, hey, Sports Dev. Mike's good man. insight, man. Nice to meet you All guys. Right. Yes, sir, Chris, Chris Zoob, yes. Nice talking you.
1: to you, gentlemen. Good job. Guys. Yes, sir. All right, good job. Thank yep. you. Bye. Thanks.